What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Frantic Thoughts, a video game and entertainment podcast told from my perspective. And I like to uh, be positive, bring the good vibes. So but a recurring guest here again. Once again, we got Ryan, a.k.a. Rocket. What's dude? How you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me, Josh. How's man? How's life? Just generally. Yeah, it's OK. Uh you know, summer's about to hit, so you're hoping, uh, you know, things get a little bit better outside, do more stuff, get out there, get outside of the house a little bit more. Yeah, just, it's good right now. You know, it, uh, I always like, you know, I'm, I'm glass half empty kind of guy, right? Or uh, Glass half full or glass half empty? That's like two different sides of the coin. Yeah, well, wait, hmm. I guess, what's the bad, like, I always look at things negatively and hope for the best. Okay, you're class, class uh, half empty then. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's the kind of guy I am. I'm I like to say that I'm half full type of person, but then I like if I like search deep down in my soul, I'd probably be like, no, nah, I'm half empty type type of person half the time. So mm-hmm. I, I relate to you there. So for me right now, man, I'm moving. I'm moving across country. I, I did talk about this on this show. If, like I had a really like deep and personal episode where I'm like, oh my God, my relationship burned into a smoldering ash. And I've decided to move north near family. So that's literally what I'm doing in the next few days here. So it's been a lot. <laughs> go west. Got to go west. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, King of Wishful <laughs> Think is by a band called Go West. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Oh, I've just literally. So pretty much, you know, moving stuff. You get boxes. Uh, I went the the pricier route i went to walmart and bought boxes Ooh. this time i know they're only like fucking they're like a dollar i was I like mean, would i rather like harass somebody at a at a grocery store i would pay like eight bucks and get enough boxes to pack all my stuff i don't have a neat it looks like i have a lot of stuff but i really don't i only have like maybe 12 12 boxes total of stuff so yeah i i mean so I mean, my moving experience is uh, I'm pretty cheap. I, I, I will raid the work boxes, the paper bins. I will go and dump them right on the floor and then just restack them and then take them empty boxes and throw them in the car. Um, I, I mean, no shame for Walmart boxes. I mean, I buy them for if I'm selling stuff on eBay, but if yeah. I see that open box anywhere, you know, I, I'm taking it uh, for moving. I, I uh, used to work in grocery stores. And I remember all the time in produce, people come hit us up with them apple boxes and banana boxes, banana boxes and whatnot. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. because they're good boxes. They're great boxes for moving and stuff. But like, yeah. No, I used to, well, I used to work grocery too. I did that for multiple years. So I, I understand. I used to do cereal boxes. That seemed like pretty good because they're a decent size. And then if you put enough tape on there and you can reinforce some of them with some more cardboard if needed if they're a little more flimsy, but they were generally pretty good boxes. This time I was just like, dude, I just want to get it and get the boxes and just get it over with. I don't really care if I had to spend a little money. I just have a lot, all, all this other stuff going on. So screw it. We'll just buy some. So I, I went this time. I also raided um, a Goodwill last time I moved to and bought a bunch of the um, plastic Tupperware containers, the big oh, ones, yeah. the big jugs, because mm-hmm. they were listed for like, I want to say like, Anywhere between two to five dollars, 
and I, I just stacked them all up and just took them right to the front register and yeah, like I think five, I now I kind of still have like I don't want to say too many where I probably couldn't take them back to Goodwill because I still have them. Yeah, uh, but I also like have stuff still from when I moved originally. That I'm like, that's the worst part about a move, Josh. Is is after you move, uh, I mean, you get out everything you generally need, but and maybe you're solving yourself with like the, with the clutter. Uh, I I know some yeah. people don't want the clutter, but I look at them like I can't get rid of this. This stuff's good. This, and like, yeah. I look at them like, no, I'm not gonna empty a box of that stuff. So, um, <laughs> it, it's so much nicer all boxed away, uh, not on display here. So. Uh, yeah. The thing I used to have um, at my first job, I worked at a gas station and they would all their shipments in these like tote crates with like the interlocking lids, super thick plastic, really high and durable and shit. So I had like 12, 15 of those at one point, you know, and then over the years, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to get rid of a couple. I'll donate a couple with, you know, some donations and then just slowly but surely I don't have any more, which I really wish I had them right now because that would probably be like the best thing to move with because they're like super stackable and they're like mm-hmm. really like they interlock with each other when you put them on top of each other. But it is what it is, you know. I, I'm 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 pretty content. Uh, so tomorrow I'm going to. We decided, well, mostly me, pretty much decided to do budget truck this time. It's a little cheaper than U-Haul. They had like a really nice coupon code, 30% off for like everything. So 30% off on a cross country move is a significant amount of money. That's like 600 bucks or something, you know? So I'm getting the truck. It's going to cost me, I think it ends up being like $1,700, but it would have been like 2,500 mm-hmm. like without the coupon code. And the same thing for U-Haul with that, it's like 2,500 bucks to go. It's like 2,200 miles that I'm going to be driving. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money, but pretty much it's a new start for me man all new good times have you, i think have you thought about maybe just renting a van or for checking for prices for that stuff or i check prices for everything i with stuff like this i'm like over thorough so mm-hmm. i've checked if you think of it i've checked it already you know it was the cheapest route um so nah, it sounds like I, a lot of money but it is cheap compared to some of the other options Hey man, I'm pretty frugal myself. I always look for the deals. When um when me, uh, Musty and the Q Dogs when we drove up to Toronto, uh, my work and I still think it has a contract deal with Enterprise, where there's like a I don't, I don't want to say it's forty or fifty percent off for mm-hmm. for rental, yeah. Um, but it for some reason so if I we we rented it within I think sixty miles of where you live, after five or 600 miles you're paying like an extra quarter per mile um, yeah. but we found out outside of i think 50 60 miles or something like that it it's unlimited so nice. what we did is is that i rented it from a place near uh, mighty q dog's dad uh, enterprise down there in chicago um and we then got unlimited miles basically so we all just met up there and we left from toronto so we didn't have to worry about the miles i think we would exceeded the mile limit easily um yeah but yeah nice. we we looked at every possible option basically it was, it was a fun road trip i, I enjoy road trips I, I don't know about you josh do you, do you like road trips i know you're going about to go on one here yeah um, i mean uh i like them but the thing is, is i haven't ever drove one that's the difference mm-hmm. but i think i've drove probably the max at in one go was like six hours seven hours maybe so that was from my original hometown kerrville to nacogdoches that's about a seven hour drive mm-hmm. so 
I've done that a few times and it wasn't too bad. So, I mean, do that times six pretty much for my trip right now. So that's going to be, it's going to be entertaining. I, I have uh, one friend sent me a playlist that I haven't listened to. Like, no, I'm going to listen to that on the road trip. So that's cool on Spotify. He sent me a playlist. And then I have like, I picked up maybe like 20 to 30 hours of podcasts. Like I haven't listened to podcasts in a, in a while. I've just been listening to like my normal, like music and stuff. Plus I haven't, I just quit my job too, which was a totally cool thing. Um, but pretty much I think I have enough like audio things to fix, fix into my, and then I'll see the sites and then just kind of just chill out and drive. I think it's gonna be a good time actually. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, are you planning on leaving early, early morning? Or are you going to be uh go right as way whenever you're, what time you day you leaving? Cause I know I I'm scared to drive at night uh, when it comes to that stuff. And it's like, I'm like, I mean, just seeing the wildlife on the roads and whatnot, but like, Oh, Texas is crazy with that dude. Like it's, you're going to see some whitetails for sure. Especially this time of year. Um, Yeah. uh, So pretty much I'm going to have the truck and I have to be here for two days with the truck, but I get the truck for 10 days. So it's not going to take me eight days to drive up there. So I figured I have two days stuff into the truck and pack it how I want. And then I have to wait because my ex has a pod you know, those pod moving things for her. So she's going to put all her stuff in that. And then that's going to get shipped where she's moving to. So I need to be here because I'm the le- main leaseholder. So I got to be here while that's going on. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is going to time out perfectly. That thing, it drops on the 18th. I'll be here on the 18th and then I'll stay here until the 20th. And then on 20th, I'm leaving at like 6am and I'm just going to start driving. So Should be fun. Yeah. And I think I'm going to aim for 12 hours a day. That's what I'm going to do. And of course, I'll take breaks, lunch here, dinner here, you know, all the stuff I need to do. But I'm going to aim to try to drive 12 hours each day. Um, are you if gonna, I do, sorry, are you going to like hit up hotels or motels or um, holiday yeah. inns or uh, <laughs> or um, or a park and ride, basically like park and uh, I think not one park, not a park and ride. I'm sorry. Um, we call it rest rest stop. I'm going to do one stop. night rest stop and two nights hotel. That's my plan so far. Cause I figured the first night I could sleep, you know, six hours and in the, in the budget truck or in my car, which is going to be on a, a hitch. I could do either one of those and just be fine with it one night. But after that, I'm probably going to want to shower, you know, and just like an actual beds so figured I can do the first night like that. And then the, the other two nights do a cheap motel or hotel, whatever I can find along the way. I didn't really plan that out. I'm just going to be like where I'm at okay what's the nearest hell what has a, no, a vacancy let's do that you know type of thing yeah i i, I can uh, i i remember as an example here I, I would recommend just getting any of them cheap cheap motels that you can find um and i give an example like we did a road trip to cincinnati from milwaukee uh with a buddy to go see a brewers game because he got like uh really 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 good seats for free from a co-worker she couldn't make it and she's like hey i can't go because something came up do you want these tickets otherwise they're gonna go to waste he said, sure. We uh, called me up. He said, you available? I'm like, well, yeah, it's a weekend. I have nothing going on. So it's like, let's, let's, let's go to Cincinnati. It's uh, I think it was, I would love to say six hour drive, but maybe it's a little bit longer, maybe six, seven hour drive. Um, and when we first got to Cincinnati, um, a coworker once told me, he's like, Hey, if you go see a Reds game or Brewers, you know, or whoever the Reds are playing across the bridge, if you ever see the stadium across the bridge, that's Kentucky. And that's like a college town right there. He goes, I recommend if you go, go stay there. Don't stay in Cincinnati, go there. So you cross the bridge 
and there's nothing but bars and restaurants and lights are up and everything and he was right we got there we're like all right we're going here we could not find anything any hotel right around there everything was booked up um and then we were like all right well i guess we gotta go back that way uh back across the bridge back to cincinnati and then <laughs> we found like we were we were looking at a couple of hotels like in holiday and i think it was like 200 dollars for the night 150 at one place and i just remember as soon as we got in cincinnati um there was a bunch of motels 30 dollars for the night basically it was like 30 32 somewhere around there we're like let's just go back there we're not you know this was like a, <laughs> a trip we're not gonna spend too much money so we went back there the beds weren't the most comfortable but hey man you had a roof over your head and you know you have to sleep in a car so uh, yeah you can take a shower that's that's the thing i i've I like to get that refreshing shower in the morning every day. So having that option is plus, even if the bed's like a piece of cardboard, basically that you're sleeping on, I I won't really care. Um, But yeah, so it's pretty cool. I quit my job. This is uh, literally, I could say it now. This is the worst job I ever had. Like period, like the most crushing job, the most tiring job I've ever had. I don't, they put us the four out four days a week. And I thought that would make everything better. And it was worse somehow, even though I had three days off a week. And so, yeah, I was working 70 hours some weeks on four hour, four days. So, you know, I'd be out, I'd start at like 5 a.m. and then end at like 9 p.m. some days. It's like, why? <laughs> this is horrible, you know? So, I don't know. I was super happy. Uh, the last day was supposed to be Sunday, but Saturday, I was like dealing with some stuff here at this house and dealing with some pod stuff. We were not going to, she was going to have the pod on Sunday. And then I was like, okay, well I'll just take Sunday off. And then the pod ended up getting moved anyway. But I said, you know what? I called into work my last day of work, which was not the smartest move, but um, my boss was not happy, but I talked to him again and he seems fine now. So I think at the time he was just kind of pissed off at me. So I don't think it ruined my reference or anything, but uh, definitely didn't leave a good positive note to leave on because I like called in my last day at work. I don't know. I mean, it it is what it is. It happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, those long, long, tiring uh, jobs, they they will crush you in the future. I mean, there's a reason why it's like a 40 hour work week, right? Um, yeah, it, anything over that you're starting to, um I, I get it there's people who will exceed that and that isn't a problem but i i've been in a job like like that josh and you outlasted me like you know i i ended up finding a job uh in the field i was going to school for so i left it on the dime because um it, it was defeating i was you know they told me when i signed up for the job it was to be 40 plus hour work i'm like okay that's no problem and I was doing the same exact thing. I was working from seven in the morning to seven at night every single day, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said that was not the job I signed up for when I interviewed with the place. The place told me, "Oh yeah, it's a shipping job, and you occasionally have to make deliveries." Can you do that? I'm like, "Yeah, done." You know, I have no problem. Like I, it was I was at my previous job. I would have to occasionally it's- drive down to Chicago or something like that, make a pickup or something like that. But I was still like leaving at a normal work shift time. Um, yeah. And then when it gets to the point, because you know, I'm supposed to work to seven to three thirty mm-hmm. every every day, and I get back at three o'clock, and they're like, oh, emergency, you know, deliveries needs to get you know dropped off, you know, and it's an hour drive, you know, one way, and they're like, it's gotta go tonight, it's gotta go tonight. Okay, get back on there, and then you're you're off to uh, one of the worst neighborhoods 
uh, around and you know, making you know drop off our delivery because it's a hot order. Um, and then after after just like I said, doing that, you know, for months on end, and then they still want you to come on the weekend to do that. You know, you're you're just done. You're burnt out. Yeah. You're like, granted, the paychecks are great, but you're breaking a person. You're gonna absolutely break a person. I don't, you know, I, there's only so much you can take basically when it comes to stuff like that, or especially if your hours of of like are just terrible too for um sleep. Uh, I, I've had a job where at the airport where I was supposed to be six o'clock in the morning. I was supposed to work six to two thirty, and I end up like getting shifted to um 2 30 in the morning or three o'clock in the morning somewhere like that and i would work to, to noon every day it's mm -hmm. it was it was awful weird you get like yeah. a weird i did that type of job for a while too it's not with this this company but like when you work a weird hour like that you kind of you're kind of in a haze all the time and then when you're on a day off and anybody wants to do anything, it's like, well, I guess I'm not sleeping today. I'll just go hang out with my friends and then I'll sleep when I can get a couple hours here and there. Yeah, I've been there too. That sucks. Um, with this job, dude, this is. And the thing is, is the pay is just is, is pretty decent. I wouldn't say it was like earth shattering for what I do. I mean, it was like delivering stuff, but other companies pay more you know, than what I was making here. And then plus the management here was, or there, I guess now was so specifically picky about every little tiny thing. So I could literally, okay. Thursdays are always the worst and most brutal days. I would get off and it'll be like 9 PM or something, something stupid. Then I have a 40 minute commute. So I'm getting home at like 10 30 PM, you know, basically 10, 10 30. And then I'm, I go home and I make something quick or I get fast food, whatever. And then I, basically eat, take a shower and go to bed get up at like seven the next day i'm not doing nothing else but work get up the next day seven o'clock and then i get a call like hey why did why is this slightly messed up i'm like it's not messed up i was there until 10 p.m and it looked awesome so why are you complaining you know it's just like little tiny nitpicky things and they would do that every single week to the point where it would just like make you make me feel like degraded on top of like working my ass off. So it's just like, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I should, I should have probably quit a long time ago, honestly, but I have a good excuse. I'm changing everything and uh, not sure what, what's next work wise. I've applied a few places, but um, I'm going to try to find something that's not as uh, horrible. Yeah, man, if you can get a dust job, I recommend it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I would be good at that. I could, I could do that for sure. Yeah. Get yourself an entry level job and work your way. Get you know, get that career going because manual labor sucks. I don't give a crap what anyone says, man. Screw that. Let let uh, you you work harder than most people do who have a desk job, and you're gonna get paid a lot less, and you're the first person to be cut. So, um, yeah, uh, if you ever work a job, I I I wish I learned that earlier in my life. Um. But I learned I learned that a long time ago. But the thing is, I've just been stuck kind of like in a in a lane. But the thing is, it's like it's hilarious. 2020 like highlighted this so well. There was like a few months there where they're like, oh, my God, essential workers, essential workers, you know. Right. And then like nobody got gave anybody raises like they would give you like a pity like like bonus. Like I got like one hundred and twenty dollar bonus one time from COVID. That's it. And then it's just like what's $120 going to do when I'm out here in this shit. And you guys are saying that we're like this, these heroes for being on the front lines of thing. And it is still the same crappy conditions. Like it always has been. And then after everybody kind of like got used to the new normal, 
like that whole essential worker thing kind of just went away and it's like oh yeah you you get paid what you get paid and uh just deal with it you know you're just a laborer people don't care about that type of person which sucks that's that's a shitty way that the society is but that's just how it is but yeah um working this job in covid was the worst part of it i think it was re- it was even worse it, it just made everything like t- times 10 so i'll stop complaining about work um but yeah i'm i'm just happy i just turned in my uniforms i had like an iphone that they gave me for to clock in with even though they have an app to download on your own personal phone so i was just like i have this iphone at home that's just been sitting here for like a year and a half but i just been using my regular phone to punch in and stuff so I just turned all that shit in today. Felt really liberating, you know. Like hell yeah, let's let's do something new. It's gonna be good times. Yeah, man. When I quit the airport, uh, <laughs> I got like a way better job. Um, I, like I just got promoted. To, like I got like the security badge. You had to go like your three months or something like the whatever total before like they gave it to you. And basically, yeah, it was. You um, basically have basically full access to the airport where you can go anywhere and and whatnot. But it was like that day I got like hired somewhere else. It was, I mean, the benefit of it is I get to leave at noon. So if I had a job interview, which I had a bunch of them going forward at that point in time, um, like I was like, oh yeah, I can do it at one o'clock, one, two o'clock, basically in the afternoon you come and you do your job interview. And eventually like, um, I, eventually like I said, I, I, I took an offer and I hated my job so much. I just put it all in a box and mailed it right back to him. I was like, I'm done, you know, yeah. done with this place. So like, I was not going to go back there. So probably people nice work at airports, but like, I've always heard, well, I should, I've always heard, I heard after I agreed to work at the airport, that airport is one of the worst places you can ever work because of all the stress of the customers trying to travel and everything. People are rude. It's 100% true. It's, it's awful. Um, so I will highly recommend if you know someone looking for a job, do not look at the airport. Um, unless I guess really like flying or something like that, but uh, yeah, there's no deals. There was like because I was not working for an airline, so I was working for the restaurants inside of a you know, inside of the airport. So I, I was actually looking at some uh mail carrier jobs because they're actually pretty good for like at least for a stopgap, you know, yeah. and they pay good. And I do delivery anyway, and I know how that all that stuff works. So and they pay better. They they pay pretty damn good, especially up in Washington where I'm going they pay like 20 ish an hour just to start. So it's like, you know, that's pretty good to start. So why not do that as a stopgap? And then, like you said, try to work towards some type of desk job. That's what that's or at least something like that, where I make a decent amount of money and I'm not killing myself. I know that shipping stuff is a hard job. I, I'm, I'm aware of that, but something that I could do to where I can start building towards something else. Hey, if I could start out in this job, like you said, an entry level and Hey, just start that. That'd be awesome. But might not work out that way. I'm just kind of applying around. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you, from my understanding too, if you put in the time working for the postal service, like after you get like those first few years in the, under your belt, um, it's, I mean, I I hear it pays great. Um, Yeah, it does. It does. The only only thing I heard is like, they might, you know, take advantage of you. Uh, I I can speak because I know a buddy who uh, who works for the works for postal service and like he's uh, salary is he no, salary? No, it's, sal- it's it's not salary. It's it's okay. more along the line of that like because he was the bottom guy, hmm. that new guy that they're like, hey, you know, it's Thanksgiving, we need someone to come open the doors. You know, granted, yeah. it's forty dollars an hour. You know, to come pop the door for four hours, but like he, he he's working like you know five six days a week basically kind of thing where he's just like oh you know, uh, but. I mean, if you put in the time, man, 
you know, I, I heard you don't want to ever work for like FedEx or UPS because you really have to put in the time to uh, get your get your feet in before like once you become a delivery driver, then I guess you're golden. But like working the floors, what I hear is garbage. So see the thing about delivery driving is I don't mind that type of work because I literally just throw on a podcast, get through my 10 hour shift, probably give or take, and then I'm done. You know, and I don't have works out of my brain. I just did my job and I'm done. I, I don't mind that type of job. The thing that I hate is when there's like a really micromanagey job, a manager above you that's like, you know, you did your job, but da 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 da, and has like 50 complaints. That's the thing I hate. Like this last job, I would wouldn't have minded it if the hours weren't as crazy and it didn't throw so much onto me, and then turn around and try and basically demoralize me at the end, which I hate. I hate that feeling so. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's never a good feeling when you hate your boss at work. That yeah. makes you want to leave a place faster than that. So, I had one boss that was pretty good. I liked him. He was all right. And then the other boss is kind of like an ass. So it's kind of like, you know, whatever. But I deal with one of them more than the other. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have a? I don't, I don't say I don't mean to backtrack for your road trip here, but do you have a plan? Like states are going to drive through to get back home, or uh, a couple. There's a specific route. I'm trying to, I, I'm no offense to Colorado, but it's mo- so mountainous. I'm trying to avoid Colorado uh, on the drive up because just driving, towing a truck car on the mountains does not sound like a fun thing to do really. Um, so the route I have is kind of most of the West coast, but it goes through, I think Nevada, right? No, that's the country, the state right there, right? Yeah. So that's the country. Yeah country yeah um you can tell i'm kind of out of it but i would go through nevada go through california then uh, up to oregon up to washington so it's pretty much the route and uh arizona of course which is right next to us but yeah new mexico and arizona but yeah hit up any fast food places on the way like you know ones that aren't uh in your region right now that you haven't had in a while like in and out i don't know if there's in and out in your area or something like that. there's in and out in washington i think I think okay. there is up there. Um, I actually think that here in Texas, I, I'm going to try to eat at a place called Spanky's. It's a, it's more local, but it's like an Italian place. So I think that it'll be probably the last place I eat before I leave here. Uh, but they have like, like literally my mouth's watering thinking about their food. Cause it's so good. They have like the most amazing, like, like I go in there, I get a big tall pint. They always have, you know, beer and tap of course. And then it's, fried pickles and then i get this thing it's like an alfredo with red sauce dish but they call it like the spanky special so pretty much the chicken and they fry it and then they chop it up and they put red sauce on the chicken and then they may give you alfredo noodles so it's red sauce and white sauce it's it's fucking amazing it's one of the best pasta dishes i've ever had and i'm gonna miss it i haven't had it in a long time but yeah definitely gonna go there get some fried pickles have some beer and uh eat that before i leave texas that's one of the things i have to do because if i don't do that i'm going to regret it you know well i was going to say i get hit up culver's or something like that in arizona because i know there's a bunch in arizona and i only know Ooh, it because culver's. there's like i'll say there culver's is I, I guess there's 13 in texas i'm looking at the map right now yeah um, there was one in state home home city uh hmm. that's where i learned about culver's because like we would go there and you know hang out and have burgers and stuff all the time I love Culver's frozen yeah. custard. You got to get the concrete mixer. Yeah. Oh, you got to get the concrete mixer, man. Yeah. I, I, I always I had get... like a weird, like a 
flavor of the day too. Yep. That's, very, uh, that's a very Wisconsin thing. It's it, it's a Wisconsin based chain. Um, I but, really uh, enjoyed it, and they had the fried yeah. cu- uh, curds too. That's the first time I had curds ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Was there? Yeah. Yeah, the concrete mixer, man. You gotta get it with chocolate custard, and I get cookie dough, and then I mix in whatever pieces or uh, peanut butter cups or Oreos, something like it's that. Good. Lots of yeah. sugar, you know, lots of yeah. good stuff. So. Yeah, and then the place in up north that I remember eating at, but I don't know if it's good. Like as a kid, I liked it, so I don't know if it's actually like I can recommend it nowadays. But I used to go to a place called Dick's. It's a burger mm. place up north. Um, my mom says it's good. She said she had it recently, so I, I'm looking forward to having some stuff. There's always some like thing. There's always good local dishes too, local places that you can find. So I'm not worried about that. But yeah, I'm I I haven't really planned that out. I've been more focused on just like preparing stuff, but um, maybe on the way I'll just kind of like take some rest stops and like look up what's in the, in the area and see what kind of good food there is. That sounds like fun. I mean, that's always a fun time uh, driving on the freeway, right? I, I mean, at least for me, for I, I like road trips, so I always like when you're driving and you see the exits and you're like, okay, what what are the fast food chains I'm going to drive past <laughs> here now? And hopefully, it's like something that I've never um, seen before. Sure. Um, and I think so. When we went to um, Philly for um, too many games in the Cartridge Club C3. Mm-hmm. Um, we hit up, well, we needed to get gas. And I think the rest stop had a McDonald's. Um, it had maybe a Starbucks. And then it had a Roy Rogers. And I was like, well, I've never had Roy Rogers before, so I'm Me getting either. that. So, yeah. So it was oh. okay from what I remember. But I was like, I was like, that's something I have never seen. And I saw the signs all over place that, like, it's, it's, um was i think it was in ohio when we when we hit that one up like right before we got no that was that was in pennsylvania i apologize that was pennsylvania because hmm. uh it's like a three-hour drive between pittsburgh and philly so we stopped in pittsburgh the night before and then along the way for lunch we stopped for lunch and i hit up a roy rogers because i said i've never had that before um there was That's another cool. place in, another place in pittsburgh um that we had and i'm trying to remember crab fries we had something um crab fries which is I guess it's French fries that has, uh, what is that? Rub like crab, on it. crab meat. Oh, uh, Old Bay. Old Bay. It has Old Bay on it. So very good. Very good. Um, you know, Old Bay, this is random, but I found this. Uh, I usually go to the hot sauce aisle. It's like my favorite place to go to in a grocery store. They have Old Bay, Louisiana hot sauce now. And I, I bought some and I was like, it was amazing. Like, you know what to expect. It's an old bay taste, but then you get like that kick of spice at the end. Oh, it was it's really good. I put some mm. on some chicken tenders. I was like, damn, this is this is ideal. <laughs> It'd be really good on like catfish or something like that. Sure. They 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 served it with like a white cheese sauce. So at least where I had it in Pittsburgh. So but I was like, you know, this is this works for me. So uh but yeah, I love road trips for every reason alone. I love um when I was coming back from Louisiana. And we drove through Arkansas. We stopped at, um, I think it was called Banjo's Pizza. And it was basically just a little, little hole-in-the-wall pizza place. But it was like, uh, we needed to get gas. So it was like, whatever, a Shell gas station. There's McDonald's, I think at Arby's. And then sometimes we're like, well, we have all these locally back home. Let's go to this Banjo Pizza place. And it was fantastic. It was great. I, I live for stuff like that, basically. That's like part of my favorite part of road trips is having places hit up like never had before like 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 some new uh discovery basically right yeah Uh, on the way on the way down we hit up 
um, it was in Southern Illinois, like right before we crossed into Missouri, there was a diner. I love diners. If you can find like a road trip diner, man, uh, I, ho I I'm hoping I'm like dreaming my road trip for you right here. Uh, <laughs> that they're like, we went there and I have never had Southern fried or was it Southern fried? Uh, no, was it uh, chicken fried steak? I've never had chicken fried. You never steak had before. chicken fried steak. Oh my mm -hmm. God. I love literally no place. Literally no places around here have it. So, yeah. And I always see like on Travel Channel and everything like that. And I think my parents don't care for it, um, so I've never had it growing up. Because uh, mm. anytime I, I love watching the Food Channel, but like I said, anytime you see it, I'm like, they're like, oh, and I'm like, man, that looks that looks good. I tried. You that. never made it? Have you ever made it or no? No, no. So like that's too hard to make. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that road trip, it's a special today. I was like, you know what? I'm having that. So I got that. I got a side of sausage gravy, and I think they give me some like. God, I want to see. I think maybe I, like I got maybe some pancakes too for the hell of it, just because it was also on special or something like that. But yeah, I I live. Like I said I live for that stuff. Finding a diner, hole in the wall restaurant, or just fast food places that are not regional. Like that's like my. Uh, I, I mean, I also like looking, you know, the scenic route and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, you just saying the chicken fried steak. There's a place. Uh, I went to college for a year in this little town called Nacogdoches. It's like a super small town, but it has like a huge college, a really nice one. But there's this, this restaurant kind of like regional to the area called Cotton Patch. And they have these chicken fried steaks that are li literally the size of your face. They're mm -hmm. like, imagine like the biggest, like they, they flatten this steak out so like thin and then they fry it. And it's like, crispy it's tender it's so good that's i i wish i could like go back there right now and have a fried steak from there it was like the best chicken fried steak i ever had yeah yeah and I, like I said i hope the best for you on your road trip and i hope you have these great food journeys to talk about on front tiktoks so. yeah that's that's true yeah that, that's i'm definitely gonna have a lot to talk about it's gonna be big journey i got a lot of stuff to there's little things with family and stuff that i'm a little uncertain what's gonna happen when i get there so um, it's gonna be fun to talk about. I, I'm I'm enjoying it, uh, just from that aspect. Uh, it's a lot of work generally, but once it's done, it's gonna feel nice to finally just be back hometown. You know, this mm -hmm. that's where I where I was uh, born and where I was raised for for a while. Uh, it's gonna be cool to be back in that area and just kind of living my life. I'm excited. So I guess we can do a pivot. Um. Trying to think about there's anything else I want to talk about about, about this stuff specifically. Well, I have a good pivot from that line if you want to say something. What? You know what else I'm excited for? Hmm. E3. Oh, there you go. That's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I feel like I was missing something. I probably am. I, I always forget something. And then I'm like listening to the episode back, like editing or whatever. whatever. I'm like, damn it, I should have talked about that. But yes, E3. Um. So what I told you, like a nice little simple pitch is like, what are you looking forward to? What are your hopes and dreams for E3? Not necessarily predictions. If you want to throw a prediction out there, go ahead. But uh, just throw me, hit me with one of them. What, what do you think is going to happen this year at E3? Well, uh, how about this first off? Um, how do you feel about E3 this year? Are you feeling more positive real quick? Are you, are you, you know, like I know last year was completely canceled and we had the summer game mess where, we everything got released on dumped on a Thursday and there was like no real schedule until the week of and it was all over the place and it really seemed like E3 was dead last year. And I, I know me and you and Caleb, we can he can speak for it as well. Mm -hmm. It's always kind of been like a thing we've looked forward to. It's like you circle the calendar every June. That's the thing you're looking for, you know, towards to because the 
three days of gaming, now kind of four with starting on a third a Saturday. Um, but yeah, man, like, are you are you feeling more positive this year about E3? Like, what what are your thoughts on that first? First off, uh, COVID ruined everything. I think a little bit <laughs> it ruined our MCU. It ruined our E3. Mm-hmm. It you know um, ruined a lot of random stuff. Um, and the thing I did want to mention is I got contact lenses and they're really kick ass. And I've been enjoying them and I ordered a year supply. That's the thing I f- was going to mention about the real life stuff. Anyway, E3's special, man. Like I remember watching E3, like when the PS3 got revealed, like PS2 stuff back in the day, like ever since G4, I feel like when, whenever G4 first was around and I was a, like younger, I wasn't like a super small kid, but I, you know, I was a kid and just discovering that there was like kind of like this moment every year that games can all be like kind of celebrated. It's, it's kind of an ad for games too, but you kind of like get these cool reveals and you get like the, the hype and the t- tingly feelings on your spine. So not having that last year sucked. And I think that last year, all the announcements were kind of dull because they were so spread out. I think that really affected everything. Because I did get a few pops from me, like the new Crash Bandicoot game that got a pop from me, the new the Tony Hawk remaster that got a pop from me, a couple of other things here and there. But it was so split up and so divided that you get like that two seconds of hype. But then you're like, okay, that's cool. I'm excited for that. And then it's like three months go by and you're like, okay, I get one more moment of hype. The thing about E3 that's cool is you'll get like 300 things announced and then you get like the eight or 10 or 15 moments of hype all together in those four days or three days or whatever it is and that's what i miss because of course you're going to get a lot of games there you're like oh that's cool uh final fantasy 16 someone's excited about that i'm not sure if i am but cool that's awesome for whoever's excited about that but oh tony hawk one and two awesome i'm I'm excited for that or oh my god uh, we got a suicide squad from rocksteady that that looks pretty cool i'm i'm pretty interested in seeing where that goes you know you have more talking points and everything's kind of built up in these in a weekend instead of like here's six months with drawn out uh, Thursday announcements at 1 PM, you know? <laughs> so that's what it felt like last year. And this year I'm just super excited because it's at least it feels like it's going to be a little yeah. bit of that essence that we're missing. You know, I remember like one Thursday announcement was just like the controller for the PlayStation five. We're yep. like, wow. All right, cool. Yeah, right. and I mean, the controller's cool, but yeah, it's like... And then you wait like, like another week or two before you find something else out, you know? Yeah. Oh. Here, it just it feels like it's going to be like, here's a big... I don't know. I'm trying to say this in like a, a PC way, but it's a bukkake yeah. <laughs> of hype. You know, everything's coming at your face right away. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, But I don't know. For me, I just hope that a few things pop for me. Uh, I don't well, really have any super harsh announcement uh, predictions I, or anything. I, I yeah. guess the reason why I was proposing that question for you about your hype level for this, Josh, yeah. because uh, granted there are some names here, some bigger names who are confirmed to be there, and I'll list them off right now. Mm-hmm. We got Xbox, Nintendo, Capcom. Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Well, I don't know how you prefer it. Uh, it's Universal Dick Software. So it's Universal. So it's so Ubi. Ubi. So Ubi, right? Uh, <laughs> um, Take Two, Warner Brothers, uh, Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Xseed Games. Um, so, I mean, one of the biggest, no, so one's not going to be there is Sony. 
Um, And apparently EA and Activision are also have not committed. EA has their EA uh, play or something, play live. It's scheduled for July 22nd. So they're going to be another month behind. Um, But, you know, let's be real here. They'll probably be on the Xbox stage showing off Madden, probably doing something. Battlefield 6. Battlefield 6. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll probably do, like, teaser trailer, no gameplay, come back next month. Uh, well, actually, Battlefield, crap, you know. Battlefield gets announced in June. They it said does. that. So, so they specifically said it's going to get announced in June. So I see that at an Xbox stage, probably, to counter Call of Duty for, for PlayStation, you know. That's a, that's a really good point, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I mean, it seems like with their handshake deal, too, with the, you know, EA live or whatever it's called on on game pass it's yeah. more likely you know they're whatever their agreement for announcing stuff that you know doesn't get me too much excited but hey you know fifa and and, and madden man they sell for for playstation or for well all all consoles but yeah no i'm excited for a battlefield i do like the series uh five didn't land for me i bought it late late and it was okay to me, I didn't, but I'm looking forward to a modern. Hopefully, this battlefield's modern. That's what I want from a mo- uh, battlefield game. I think they shine best in modern settings, like the World War II and stuff. It just didn't do anything. I thought it was okay. Battlefield One, same thing. World War One did not do anything for me. So, um, for me, the thing I'm actually looking forward to and excited about uh, is the possibility for a PlayStation being there. Um, I want to know when Horizon's coming out. I hopefully they announce it. And I think that I don't think God of Wars this year. I think that everybody's pretty much on the same page with that. I don't think the new God of Wars this year, but I think that they're going to have a surprise or two for us. I don't know what it will be, but I do think they're going to come out with something that's going to be like, wow, I did not expect that. You know, my thought is they're going to bring back infamous. That's the thing I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I don't know if it will be Sucker Punch doing it. Probably not. It might be another studio. But I think they're going to do the same thing that they that that has been done with some series where they do like this is infamous one again, you know, and they just like do a new story or they do the original story and they refreshen it up. I think that's going to happen. I think they want to bring back that IP, but I could be wrong. I kind of missed the series, so I'm kind of willing that into existence a little bit. I, I well, really like like the series a lot. We're we're both kind of willing X, uh, PlayStation on being there, and I imagine they're gonna have an announcement. Um, yeah. the, the thing about E3, it's all digital this year, okay? So there's no live fans come to it. Mm-hmm. And with that being the case, Sony can do a drop whenever they want. They can do their state of plays like they always do. Uh, they just won't probably have the advertisement for E3. You have to pay to be like to advertise at E3 and with not saying, Hey, we're not going to be there, but guess what? We can do something Monday, nine o'clock. No, like the normal window, like they would always do on the stage, whatever. They don't have to pay for it. They can control the whole media. like they do for the normal state of place. I imagine them having an announcement that week end of, uh, whether it be, you know, Tuesday at four in the afternoon or where, wherever they're going to have the attention of whoever's watching. So, um, it, it might just not fall under the E3 banner, but I'm assuming they're going, they're not going to want to let their competition, you know, uh, you know, like I said, I see Sony, I see Xbox, I see Nintendo. They're both going to be coming with something. So I imagine yeah. Sony is going to have something where 
I imagine they want to go last too. I kind of feel like, you know, especially if they got some big guns, you know, you know, you let, let the other guys go and then you, you drop that hammer on them kind of thing, you know? I, uh, yeah. Uh, it's all but confirmed that Starfield is going to be an exclusive to Xbox now. Mm-hmm. So I think they want something. I think they're going to have a few open world, like big RPG style games to, you know, kind of counter that, you know, they're going to say, okay, you got, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what Starfield is. We don't even know what it is. We have a logo. That's it so far. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what that is. I, I mean, I'm not against Xbox. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for them a little bit. Like, Hey, you know, Show me some shit. Like, get me excited for your console. I can, you know, have an excuse to buy it. Um, so I'm excited what Starfield is, but I think that Sony's gonna be like, well, you got your big, you got your Bethesda, but we got our punch, got our, you know, Horizon, San, Sony Santa Monica. I think no, that's Gorilla Horizon. That's Gorilla. Gorilla. Yeah, Gorilla Games. We got our Gorilla Games. We got our Santa Monica that does God of War. That's what it was. Yeah. We got it. You know, we got these big, big companies, and then. They have a San Diego studio that is kind of floating out there that we know about. We don't know what they're doing, like at all. And we also have Sony Bend that we know is not doing Days Gone Two. I know you were looking for for Days Gone Two. I know yeah. you would want that, but yeah. they're working on a brand new thing, so they might be a siphon filter reboot. That's something that's been kind of kicked around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that's been kicked around a lot is a Metal Gear Solid One like refresh, like a brand basically on the Fox engine, but not the Fox engine, you know, just like a brand new refresh of Sonic uh Metal Gear Solid One. Do you think that any of those things are a likely scenario to happen or no? I I I not only think Metal Gear remake is gonna happen eventually. It's just it's money guaranteed. Um I hope they can add I want full full on Kojima, nine-hour cinematics. You know, <laughs> I, I want, I want, I want. You know, don't give me regular length Metal Gear Solid, okay? That game is too short for my likings for my for my Metal Gear. Now I like my nice long Metal Gear games, and they're not really that long. Let's be real; they're about you know, thirty 15, hours. I don't even know if like maybe well maybe the later ones are like that, but like Metal Gear Solid three. That's, I think really four is know. thirty. Four is thirty yeah. hours. Yeah, but that's because it has those cutscenes that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, nine hours of cutscenes, which yeah. I want. I want that <laughs> in a Metal Gear remake. Don't you oh. know? I, my my dream for a Metal Gear remake is that they remake, um, well, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two, and throw that in the story for for Metal Gear Solid. Like because that the the thing about it is how Metal Gear Solid Five ends. The there's still a gap, okay? There, there's still yeah. the story is not complete. The story is not complete because of how bare Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two are, are as, as games. The ones that were on the MSX, they're they're games and everything. They're stealth games, but you can do so much more with the story. You can do imagine, so much. Yeah. Imagine if you 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 start the game, you play those two games in the new engine, and then mm-hmm. in the middle of the game, it cuts to the opening of Metal Gear Solid One. Well, that they, would be so awesome. I would, I would be, uh, I would pop so hard for that. See, I don't think you can do that. I think you have to do a combination story of, uh, and this is a slight spoiler for for Metal Gear Solid Five. You have to kill Fa- Phantom. You know, mm-hmm. Phantom, the Phantom. You have to kill the Phantom because that's what happens in Metal Gear, and then you deal with Big Boss. Yeah, and then. You go into um, Metal Gear Solid. 
I know, but yeah, they can combine that all into one game. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, just imagine you do that story and then you see that opening scene like fully realized in the new engine and everything like that. I mean, I I mean, that would would get me. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't need Metal Gear Solid remade, but if you gave me Metal Gear one and two remade, it's its own thing. Yeah. You like the story? I'd be like the happiest person in the whole world. Oh, put yeah. Kojima, of course, on top of it. That's his, you know, thing, you know. But I don't, um, I don't think that's what Kojima's working on. I think Kojima's working on a horror game, and I think he's working on a Death Stranding expansion that's going to come out with the Xbox release. That's what I think he's working on right now. But, but hey, yeah. shoot the moon, right? We're shooting for the moon here. You I know, know I know, I know. I'm not trying to shit on your parade yeah. here. <laughs> no, well, I mean, like, what's another one of your hopes? You know, um, like dreams, like. I don't know. If it has to be a prediction, but like, what what's like a hope that you want for E3 here? What's a, um, what's a pie in the sky dream game hope? You know, Ubisoft never really impresses me that much lately. I think they make really bloated and kind of like games that are just like full of content just to have content. They don't really have a lot of purpose. I think they should. They need to bring back Splinter Cell. That's something I've been wanting for a long time. I I haven't loved a Splinter game since uh, Chaos there. I think that game pretty much flawless. It's one of my favorite games, like stealth games. It's like up there with Metal Gear Solid for me as some of the best stealth games ever made. Uh, and like Hitman, like the modern Hitmans, I would put it up there with that too. But, um, and I'm, I'm a big stealth fan. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm good at it. <laughs> it's a, I can, you know, get stressed out and frustrated at the series, at that style of game sometimes. But I love the, the conceit of it. And I think it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I want them to do a middle, uh, almost said Metal Gear Solid. I want them to do a modern day Splinter Cell, but I don't want it to be open world. I want it to be like the Hitman games where it's like, here's your stage. These are your goals. Knock out this stuff in this area. And you got a you know, finite area to work in. And then you go to another area. Okay, you got to kill this guy and you got to capture this person, you know? And then it's kind of like that. I don't want an open world game with Splinter Cell, but I do want them to bring the series back. It has a certain feel to it, and it, I, it's it's a nostalgic title, I, I would say. But I think in the right hands, it could be a pretty badass game, in my. Opinion. You know, you know. So for me, I'm gonna give Xbox some hope. Okay. Here. Um, everyone kind of generally knows me. I, I mean, I have an Xbox One. I, I have a 360 and an original Xbox. I do not have a Series X. Mm-hmm. Um one of my biggest gripes against Xbox is they have all these franchises that I enjoy, but are essentially dormant and dead because, Hey, I get it because the people who worked on these franchises are no longer around. Uh, in, in fact that they, they have their own studios and whatnot. It's just Xbox has licensed them, but I mean, I get excited. I, and I think they would learn after the smash brothers reveal of banjo, like if there was banjo. a new banjo game, if there was a new banjo game, or Conquer, I love Conquer. Conquer was supposed to get a sequel, and it never came out on Xbox. That's why, why they just kind of re- bring up, know. like dig up the old docs for that or something. Like why not, right? Yeah, I mean they 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 were going to make a sequel. That was one of the main reasons why I I bought an original Xbox. Is they were saying, hey, we're going to make a Conquer, or at least that was the rumor. And eventually, mm-hmm. the remake of the N sixty four game came out on the Xbox, which I'm still not the biggest fan of because I hate how Conker looks with his fur in that game. And they bleeped out everything too in that one. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's more censored. It's more censored in the 64 version. Um, So I I would love for an either Banjo or Conker game with the proper art style. And, you know, I don't want it to be open world with you. I would like a nice linear, linear 3D 
platformer. I, I think Odyssey did a great job that that you know that style of game. And what I, I haven't played Hat in Time on Josh, I know you're very fond of it, where I think 3D platformers, when done right, are incredible. So I yeah, would love I agree. I mean, you you get my hype going right away if if there was a banjo conquer. If they said banjo, I, I would start looking for a Series X, I think. Like honestly. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I would I'd be right there with you. And it, it, like I said, well, I'd be waiting for when the window of the game is gonna be coming out, basically. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good. and the main reason why is I'm cheap, and I'm sure I can get a Black Friday deal or something like that. You know, or you're better <laughs> off holding up for bundles or something like that. But something like that would give me like, all right, Xbox, you got my attention. Um, because, I mean, I'm not a big Halo guy, uh, so Halo does nothing for me. Gears, Gears, I'm okay with, but like, I, I don't need another one. I'm still trying to catch up on Gears. Give me something. Give me what I want, which is. A great 3D platformer with either one of those two mascots. I I, I can I, like I said I'm gonna say it again. I, I think by that Smash reveal when they revealed Banjo, it was hype central. You yeah. know, it was the proper art style. It was not the nuts and bolts style. That's the style that everyone likes. The big googly eyes. Game. You know, I I think you're looking for a mascot. There's another mascot for you. Give me that. Give me that character. You've had this character for like 20 years now. Both these characters. Give me something like this here. Like, and like I said, I understand nobody's there anymore, but I imagine you got to have with all these new studios are requiring, someone's got to like be able to say, Hey, I have an idea, you know, or you just go to all, I mean, I don't, I don't remember how many they own now, but you say, Hey, does anyone, does anyone have any ideas? Does, you know, can you, can you, can you go with some here? You know, like make, yeah. make, make it classic style. Don't, don't, don't make the art style appealing to um, a newer generation. Make it to one because, do the style from Smash. Like, just yeah. do the style from the characters from Smash. Because that was, like, probably the best-looking modern interpretation of Banjo we've ever seen, honestly. Yeah. It looks like the classic characters with, like, a modern coat of paint, which is what we want, right? You're going to you're gonna win over the 30 to 40-year-olds like me and you yeah. who, who, who grew up <laughs> yeah. on these, you know, stuff. So you're going to get us. You're going to get us in here. Mm -hmm. And then you can still appeal to the younger ones. I, I get what they did with Battletoads. Because it was definitely like, oh, we're appealing to this new Nickelodeon style art style, but you know, kids like. But you're losing the people who actually like Battletoads with this stuff. I thought that, I honestly thought the animation was not as good as some people were saying it was for that game. Like compared to like an actual Nickelodeon cartoon, it like doesn't even like hold a candle to it. I thought it was pretty okay, mm -hmm. and the gameplay was okay. I tried it out. It was it's a pretty decent game, but it's like. Okay, it felt no almost right like now. a mobile game. It was like a mobile game, like ported to okay, Xbox. Okay, That's the vibe. The hype. Don't bring the hype, man. It you know, okay is not okay. Yeah, you, you true. want you want you want like, oh man, that looks stunning. You know, that exactly. Awesome. Okay, stay on this Xbox train for me. I am a Halo fan when it comes to the multiplayer. I love Halo multiplayer with friends. Like I've done, I actually did it in the last year or so. I've had a couple of sessions with uh, some buddies from. Uh, rusty's podcast he he has a little discord and we all played halo together and i had a blast we did that like three or four times now i think three times and maybe not even three times i might have only been two times i don't even know a few times but every time we did that it was it was a blast it brought me back to being a kid you know playing original xbox with my buddies and i like i like halo and i think the gameplay and the shooter aspect of it is really fun and i do love halo 5 i used to play the multiplayer for that all the time just because but the Halo Infinite gameplay they showed last year was like two years ago now, right? 
or was it just last year? It was last year. The one last we year. got to see where we got to see, um, I forgot what the Craig, Craig. Yeah, yes. Craig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, the thing is, is I wanted to go into that gameplay and just be like, at the end of it, be like, holy shit, that looks amazing. That's next gen Halo. And when I looked at it, I said, oh my God, that's Halo on Xbox One. You know what I mean? That's the thing that I was a little bit very disappointed by that. So the thing is, is they need to, I know this too, obviously, because they took the extra time, but they come out and say, this is Halo next gen and like completely blow us away. Like if they do that, I, that's, that's me buying an Xbox Series X instantly. I think that by the end of the year, I probably will have enough reasons to buy one. But uh, Halo would definitely push me a little bit closer because I want to be impressed. And I think they need to come up with a Battle Royale variant. I don't think they need to do exactly what everybody else is doing, but uh, do a Halo take on Slayer Royale. There you go, Slayer Royale. Do it. Let's see what you guys can come up with because Halo is all about the big, you know, weapons and the the crazy power weapons and the crazy um what do you call it vehicles thing and i think that'd be fun in a battle royale scenario if if anything i'd be interested to see that but I'm yeah generally, i'm generally curious to see um how they course correct what was yeah. last year now our, our friend musty he was all aboard despite the graphical like infidelities, you know, with the game and the gameplay looked almost, pretty okay. It looked like yeah, Halo. He, was, he, was, yeah. he was all he was all about the gameplay and everything like that too. But it was the you're looking for next gen, right? This doesn't look next gen. Kind yeah, of that's thing. what that, I want. That backfired yeah. on that backfired on them. So yeah, and um, I think the gameplay looked like fun Halo gameplay that you know and love. Like if you like Halo, that's that that looked like some Halo ass Halo, and I'm not gonna hate on that. But um, I wanted to be a little more impressed. And I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna pull out all the stops this time. I really do think that's gonna happen. So, I know me and you, especially when me and you get into a, a conversation, we start to hate on. It sounds like we're hating on Xbox, but we do actually want them to succeed too because we do enjoy the occasional Xbox thing. You gave me a look just now. Um, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like um, my my thing with Xbox is I always feel like I'm waiting for them to give me something that I want. And it feels like the last four, five yeah, years. Like even they have stuff. They're doing stuff. Like okay, I, I get let me it. see it. Let me see yep, it. I, you yeah. know, I get it. I one hundred percent get it because they have stuff and they do good stuff. Like the um, disability controllers. Is that what they're called? Yeah, those was cool. The uh, accessibility controller. Yeah, accessibility controllers. Yeah. So they yeah. do a lot of cool stuff, but it's one of those things where it's like, and I, I figured it's gonna be a while after acquiring all these studios before they're actually are like whipping up their games. So yeah, and, and game pass is cool too. We've talked about that at nauseum at, at this point on here, but I love game pass. I think it's a cool idea, but it's all older games so far. There's, they put some new stuff on there, but 90% of it is old stuff. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. No, nah, it, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm still waiting. I like, I, it's hard for me ever to get into Xbox because I'm still waiting for them to come up with something that's just like, all right, as an example, Nintendo has their franchises where I'm like, Zelda, I'm there. Uh, well, unless it's unless it's Skyward Sword. I'm kind of uh, cool on Nintendo. I I, I kind of have a similar uh, com- compare. Uh, yeah, like Nintendo I, hasn't I, had anything in a few years it, for me. I, I know, three, but three, yeah, but they have their franchises where nah, you no. show, show it to me, I'm hype. You know, oh, if they did a new Mario, yeah. I would be like, hell yeah, let's go. If they did it, did Breath of the Wild 2 and they had a cool trailer, I'd be like, hell, hell yeah, let's go. 
Yeah, uh, even Odyssey, Metro. Yeah, yeah, anything. Oh, did you hear the rumor about the Donkey Kong reboot that that's supposedly happening? That's from the Odyssey team. I would I play the yep. fuck out of that. If that happened, I would play that instantly. That sounds like right up my alley. I would yeah. love that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Or I'm like, okay, Nintendo, you got all this, or you're you're delivering. You know, God, I would love a new Mario Kart. But they're gonna keep uh, uh, people stop buying damn Mario Kart eight. eight okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. It's sold like whatever. Like it seems like everyone who buys a Switch buys that game. I, get I bought it. it. Yeah, I but have please it. Please stop buying that damn game <laughs> so we can get another Mario Kart. It's been out since the Wii U, since what, 2013? Come yeah, on, you know. I bought it for Stop Wii U, and I bought the DLC, and then when the Switch came out, I was like, do I need to buy this? No, but I'm buying it anyway, because I can play it on Switch. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, it, I'm there. Stop buying yeah. it. Stop buying it, because, you know, you know <laughs> it's, I want uh, GTA. Market, it's you know? GTA 5. It's GTA yeah, 5, but Nintendo, because we're not going to get my, a new GTA. But The most anyway. hyped thing ever for me would be if they had Super Smash Bros. Mario Kart. Yeah. You know, give me... All these characters, Nintendo franchise. I don't. Okay, I'll be fine with letting your clouds not being in it or whatever. Uh, or I'm trying to think of like you know third parties. Like I don't like, need Sonic in it. I mean, Sonic would be cool. Or Pac-Man or yeah, yeah I know I, what you mean. I, I, I don't need those characters because Nintendo's had a great you know. You don't need Minecraft awesome. Steve in there. <laughs> no, just just give me. I, you can hold off on the Fire Emblem characters too. Uh, <laughs> but but like, give me give me all the Mario characters. Throw Zelda characters in there. Throw like you can throw some Pokemon in there. Throw throw a you know Metroid. That stuff's gonna get people so hyped. That's that's gonna print so much money. Well, imagine a Pikachu like stage and a Pikachu cart. You know that that's that's a trailer right there. People would yeah, be hyped for that. It's gonna, it's, it would appeal to literally everyone. And then you can do your third parties or not. But like even third parties. I mean, I, I imagine third parties will want to get on it. Like they do Smash Brothers. Yeah. Because everyone wants to put their characters big, you know. Would you call it Mario set. Kart? Mario Kart still, or would they just switch it to Nintendo Kart? I, I mean, I imagine you could, they would have to have some kind of name like Super Smash Brothers. And the fact that it's a name that, I mean, I, I don't think you want to have Nintendo Kart. What about uh, Mario Kart Ultimate? Boom. I, I don't <laughs> want Mario's title. If, if it's a you know a giant salad of these characters, I yeah. don't want. Uh, the Mario name. I just give me like. Knowing Nintendo, they would come up with some new name, probably something with card in it, but some new name. But yeah, I agree. That sounds. That's. I play the hell out of that. I love. I'm not even like the biggest Mario Kart fan, but I enjoy the game enough to play it with my family and you know, uh, whoever. I I enjoy playing it with people I know. That's that's usually how that game goes for me. You know, back back to Xbox. I'm still waiting for that. I'm still waiting for said title. That sucks me in. And like I said, okay. I get it. People love their Halo. People love their mm-hmm. Gears and whatnot. And they're fine. Actually, I don't like Halo, so it's not fine. Uh, but uh, I like Halo. Halo's fun. Come on. I know. I know. I'm just busting shots here. <laughs> uh, but but I I want them franchises. Like Sony, I got it with Sony. I got it with Nintendo. Now I need it from you. So and you bought all these people. Great. So you, you know, you know. But like, I'll tell you this. Uh, and Caleb's gonna hate hate on me for this, but like Fallout does nothing for me. I like Fallout. And I get it. What's up? I like Fallout. Fallout's fun. I don't mean we should make it a game of the month because I haven't ever really sat down and beat one. I've I played it for a little bit, but it still has never sucked me in. I played um, one this year. I played New Vegas this year. That was fun. It, it's just, but I I need something though, and I'm hoping 
I, I don't know. I guess I want some platformers. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking for them characters that I love, basically, and I don't have that on Xbox yet. Yeah. So there's always hope. Like I said, I've seen what they've done. I'm still waiting for them to deliver. So that's my rant on Xbox. You'll I got a, I got a prediction for you. I got a hope for you. Or okay. two. Two. Sure. Take two is going to be there, right? Take two yes, does two big franchises that I like a lot Bioshock and GTA. I think I have the bio, a teaser new Bioshock, which is supposedly open world. So that's going to be cool. Uh, I don't know what the setting, they're probably going to have a cool setting for it because they always do with Bioshock. So I, I expect at least a teaser with a logo and a new name. I don't think it's going to be this year, maybe not even next year, but it's going to be announced. New Bioshock. That's my hopes and teaser for that. And I don't know where they that, that would probably be. That seems like an Xbox announcement for that. But I do think they're going to be there for Take Two for GTA. And they're going to have a GTA 6. But I don't know if they're going to call it GTA 6. I think call it Grand Theft Auto. Take Two, straight take two, up. Take two is Grand Theft Auto, not Rockstar. Uh, they're the parent oh, company. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. sure. I can double check, but I'm pretty sure. Oh look look at it look at it real quick, but you um, sound like idiots on this here. Take two, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I'm I'm an idiot. I, I'll I'll admit it right now. Um, yes, they own GTA. They're, okay. they're the parent company that uh, basically guides Rockstar. Sure. So they do okay. they do the they do they own Bioshock the license for that and they own do they own Bioshock? Shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound stupid here. If I'm wrong, but I, I swear, Bioshock pay to 2K does Bioshock, right? Maybe I'm not sure. 2K take two, do 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 take two's combined profile and goes Bioshock, Borderlands, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, okay, okay. So, oh, yeah, here it is Bioshock sequel teased by take two. So, yeah, I think that they're gonna have one at each conference, I think they're gonna have a state of play. They're going to announce GTA 6, but I don't think it's going to be called GTA 6. I think it's going to be GTA, either GTA just plain with no subtitle, or they're going to have a new subtitle, maybe Vice City again, or I think they're, it's an 80s game. I think it was set in the 80s. I think that it's going to be an open world and in, in bigger open world than Vice City ever was, but it's going to be set in the 80s with you know cocaine and hookers and all that stuff back then. Sure. I'd play the hell out of that. You know, sure. with no, that, I mean, you're dude, always fun in those are one of those games too. Like, well, people stop buying Grand Theft Auto Five, man. Like, we would get a Grand Theft Auto Six a lot faster. So. Imagine a trailer that is Vice City. They show the original kind of what it looks like, but of course, it's a lot bigger. But it starts off with that Flock of Seagulls song. That trailer, dude. How hype would that be? I would. Vice City, Vice City was my favorite of the PS2s, uh, PS2 generation Grand Theft Autos. Um, the problem with it is, I am afraid those PS2 ones um, haven't aged. And that's just my fear because it's been so long since I played them. I love them, and I love how Grand Theft Auto Five plays now. Yeah, um, they don't play that. They don't play it, but I think the nostalgia will will drag you. I played a little bit of Andreas, not not maybe last year. It's been a while, but I did play some San Andreas in the recent present, and it wasn't that bad. Excuse me, it wasn't that bad. I was just like burped right into the mic. Oh, that's that's a that's not a party foul or anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I played some GTA San Andreas. The shooting is a little finicky, I would say. It feels a little loosey goosey, but it's still a fun gotta game. Got to get them codes on your yeah. PS2 here. Was the right right uh, R1 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 R2 R2 L1 R2 L2. 
Yeah. Left down, right up, left down, 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 left down, right up. Yeah. I, and then uh, was it R1, R1, circle, R2, up, down, up, down, up, down is like the wanted code, I think. Something like that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, mostly known for muscle memory. I could probably just play the game and just enter them because I did it so much back in the day. But the game has some mission issues, mission structure problems. Like, like you get checkpointed way far back all the time in those games, like in the actual story missions. So, that's the thing that suffers for those games the most. I think. I think the gameplay is serviceable and the story is fun, of course. And they're always a really decent, like going from the bottom to the top storyline in those early ones. But yeah, I think that's the problem there. But yeah, I do. I do think that uh, we'll see some Bioshock. I think we'll see some GTA this year. I mean, that might be a bold thing to say, but I I feel like it's been long enough for both of them. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a prediction here. Okay. Um. So here. I, I feel pretty good about this one. This isn't like a hope and a dream, and we know it's coming uh, because they announced it last year that say, hey, this is going to happen. I don't know if they announced it, but it's pretty much got like said by a lot of people from, from Capcom that Resident Evil 4 remake is in the books. So, oh, yeah. and, and Capcom is on this list of people who are going to be there. It seems like every year E3... What about that, uh, that Resident Evil 4 VR? Is that the actual remake, or do you think that's just like a... You saw that, right? That's coming out on Quest. I think that's just four. It's kind of like how they're just going to keep re-releasing four because people keep buying it. For, so it's just know. like regular four, but you're in VR. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is like a full remake, like a two and three style remake. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a funny feeling that's going to be an announcement. It'll be like uh, spring 2022 because it seems like the only reason I say this is because I was reading after Village came out that Village was in production even before seven got released because they, they like where they're going with, with seven and they're like start on eight and keep going with this so i got a funny feeling that like you know it was resident evil seven then resident evil two then resident evil three and then it went to eight and then i think four is going to be next year because they're going to keep kicking out these games because they've been in production for a while and they're gonna want one every year because it sells. It's like two was one of their biggest selling games of all time, I think, for Capcom. So I, I imagine they're like, well, until we keep until we go back to making stinker Resident Evils, we're gonna keep making a Resident Evil every year. Which, as a fan of Resident Evil, I'm fine with. As as I feel as if they have come back down to my style of li- liking Resident Evil games, where they're spooky and boy, there's 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 one level in the new one, Josh, that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm pretty numb to uh, horror games and horror movies because I've, I felt like I've seen a lot where I'm like, okay, yeah, I've, I've, I've been on this road before. It takes a, something new to either get my anxiety going or maybe like, I need a break because that was a lot. There's one <laughs> level in particular in this new, um, it's like the second mansion because there's like four mansions you got to go to mm-hmm. or four, four areas in the game you have to go to. It's the second one. It's this dollhouse. And I thought the dollhouse isn't the part that got me at all. There's a part in that that that's very unsettling. And I don't want to spoil for anyone. Yeah, don't spoil it. Game. It's too new, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm telling you, it actually, or I'm like, I, I mean, it did get a jump scare out of me where, I, you know, I swore. Um, but <laughs> it was a very unsettling thing. I'm like, oh, my God. It's one of those things where I, I never thought about a thing that would get to me like this. Um, but after it played out, I'm like, oh my god, it's getting my my heart going here. Like the anxiety is going. Where 
Um, I beat that section of it, and then there's like a like you, you have to go the, then go back up to the top floor of the house, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And after I beat that, I think I died right away uh, on the, the part, the upstairs part. I was like, you know what? I need a mental break from what I just went through down here because the I said the anxiety of what something I never thought would ever get me got me because it was something I never ever thought of as being not a fear, but it was so unsettling where I'm like. I need a break and i love that for that reason alone it was so good because like i said i'm so numb to something right here that you show me something new you got me and i <laughs> i and i appreciate that so um yeah uh like i said anyways i think resident evil 4 remake gets announced and you probably get like i don't know if you get a gameplay trailer but you'll oh, definitely like get a story thing you know yeah and then then maybe whatever january see like real trailer or whatever you know maybe the video game awards you get gameplay or something i think they like did that. for seven or eight actually for both of them actually they just do like a little cinematic and then mm-hmm. even for two and three they did the same thing like here's a little cinematic and story like two they showed like the rat crawling over the oh, PS1 yeah, yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah so it's something like that like a, mo- a tone setter basically right see mm-hmm. it's leon right and four that's him it, yep yeah. it's leon yeah so leon. they'll see leon like like you know trying to save the president's daughter and you know they show like a little teaser like a little fan like wink at the camera fan thing and then they say resident evil 4 i could see that yeah i mean i imagine you hear the chainsaw with the yeah, yeah with the sack over his face because that was one of the most notable things in the beginning part of resident evil 4 is that chainsaw guy coming after you yeah so. they just show him for like two seconds and then you see leon or something yeah i could see it yeah why not screw it and that's actually like almost confirmed, right? I feel like I've heard multiple sources like, yeah, that's happening, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident. I, I think that came through because they're saying basically that that one was getting, and there was a whole bunch of hubbub because I'm I'm part of that team camp where I think Code Veronica should have been remake. I think that's a game that deserves a remake more than than four. More, yeah. Um, but I digress. I imagine they'll do Code Veronica after that. I think they're just going for the guaranteed money because they know four. They'll keep releasing. That's like the most popular going. one, right? Like yeah. the most highest, highest selling one ever, it's like probably. Two, it's, it's like two and four, are like the two most popular. In yeah. The, the franchise, so yeah. they're gonna, you know, I imagine they'll do Code Veronica. They'll probably re-remake the the GameCube one again. Why not? Because they're gonna have to at some point, you know. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that's the business of Resident Evil. You get the new one, and then you get an old one. Then you get a new one, then you get an old one. Now, so I think that's just how they're gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. So. Who else is gonna be there? Square Enix, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping for something Kingdom Hearts. I think that it's it's not. The, I think it's an off year for them though, because they did the the Melody of Memory game. So, if anything, they might tease. Because uh, I haven't played the Kingdom Hearts three DLC, but I know there's places there they can still go, and you know I'm big into that series, so I wouldn't mind. Uh, I don't know. I I'm hoping for a Switch port. Honestly, I think that they're going to there's like three Kingdom Hearts games that don't actually have remakes so far. So I think that eventually they're going to do like a Kingdom Hearts 3.2 or some shit. And then they're going to remake those because they're just like movies only in the other collections. So I think they might make those actual full remakes eventually. So I could see them doing that as a stopgap. I was thinking about that today. And I feel like since they were all in Nintendo consoles, that would be like a Switch like exclusive thing. Like here's a here's a Kingdom Hearts Switch exclusive, blah blah blah. I don't know, but yeah, that series is so weird. Who knows what's gonna happen with it? Who knew they were gonna do a freaking rhythm game of all things? So whatever. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like Square Enix is going to be, and maybe it's from our perspective, Josh, that I think it's going to be a down year for Square Enix this yeah. year. Um, I mean, imagine you're going to get an Avengers Outriders, like announcement. Right? What's up? Outriders DLC or something, probably. Yeah, I imagine yeah. you're going to do that. I, I, I imagine they're going to show Final Fantasy 16 again. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to be some stuff for people, but it ain't going to be. Are they going to keep on going with Avengers, you think? Or you think yeah, I, I think they're going to have to because it's way they put so much money invested into it that they they can't give up on it. So um, I, I, I do think we might get the teaser for Spider-Man finally for it um, yeah. to see how he looks like in that game. But That's uh, true. I think it's supposed to come out this year still. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we're going to see Final Fantasy seven remake part two. Maybe we do. Maybe we get a teaser. Might, that's the teaser. Know. Yeah. Like with like, I think they'll probably do like a subtitle with that. It'd be like Final Fantasy Seven Remake colon something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so I, 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 yeah. I could see, I could see maybe that. But for me, Square Enix is, I don't know. Unless they got that, what, another Tomb Raider game. Honestly, for just to keep going with the random companies, I think Ben and Emcount has like nothing for me. But I want them to do what's that game? Elden Ring. I want them to have an Elden Ring trailer just so people can stop talking about it. I want people to get hyped up again, see some trailer. I want people to have that game because I know people are really super excited for it. Um, definitely not my style, really, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I'm willing to try anything. I was getting into it warm last year until I got to an area where it was really like annoyingly bad frame rate, in my opinion. But that's just me for for, for Bloodborne. But yeah. Anyway, I'd love to see them get some Elden Ring love because I know people are really looking forward to that. So not really for me specifically, just for the people who are super fans of FromSoft. I think they deserve it at this point. (laughs) Also, for indie games, I'm not going to go too deep into it. There's supposedly some Outer Wilds DLC coming out. So I want to see what that's all about. Yeah, I got uh, two more uh one of them is a sky high actually i don't i I don't know if they're sky high i i think these two are gonna happen okay and i hope it's this year uh or at least announced like i don't need them coming out this year but i got a funny feeling these two gonna happen regardless even if it's actually being made i i'm pretty sure it's gonna happen and i my hopes are that they are announced this year and the first one I'll go with here is it, 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 I keep hearing the rumbles. It keeps coming back despite all the shutdown from Konami. Mm. Yeah, I think Sony. I think Silent Hills is still coming out or Silent Hill, a Silent Hill game. There's just too much rumbling about that. It was always the Demon Souls remake and Silent Hills. Where Demon the Souls remake always, happened too, right? So, it did. Yeah. Those were yeah. the, always the two. One referring to the PlayStation 5, the two big ones are like, these are in production and blah 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 blah. And like despite Konami shutting it down, oh, maybe yeah. they're not making it. Maybe they license out because I think that's what I heard what Konami's doing is they are open to the idea of licensing out their IP. It's like Sega, or it's like you want to make the game, great. Just give oh. us a cut of the money and it's yours. You know, kind of thing. We're not going to make it. You can make it, and we'll just take a little check on the side here, like they do for their Sonic games. And I didn't hear that Sonic's going to have Sonic Colors HD. I saw that rumor. I was like. Come on, it's no Sonic Mania too. Anyway, I do agree with your Silent Hill take. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. It'd be interesting if Kojima was attached to it. I mean, I think everyone kind of wants that. If you if you say that, 
there's your gangbuster seller right there. You know, I know people are some people are down on Death Stranding who've never played it, um, Great or game. they're just bad gamers. Uh, but what's it called? Uh, I I do think Silent Hills is gonna happen. I hope he's attached because you do that, that's just printing cash. It's just gonna, you know, there's people still raving about PT. People are still imagine about PT. imagine this. You know, there's this the rumors that people keep saying about Xbox and Kojima. I think is just a Death Stranding port. Honestly, I think that's why he has a uh, Ludens in the background of his camera all the time now. I think that's just a Death Stranding definitive edition that's going to be out on everything at the same time, and it's coming out on Xbox. I don't think it's they're working with Kojima, but what if they said, "Here's Silent Hill, and it's exclusive to Xbox, and Kojima's working on it"? What would you do? I'd have to buy it. You know, yeah. no joke. I mean, if I yeah. found it, maybe it was a PC, and my PC could handle it. I'd probably do that. Yeah, but I—I I mean, if he said Game Pass and that, you know, I—I not gonna lie, you have to you do know, it, right? You just have to. Like, if Kojima's attached to it, I feel like I would have to do the same thing. Even though know, I'm not a huge Silent Hill fan, if Kojima was attached to it, I'd be like, I got—I got to try this game out. Screw it, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Metal Gear. I always said for the longest time, Metal Gear was a console seller for me. Um, it's one of the main reasons why I bought a PlayStation Three right away because I knew Metal Gear Solid Four was coming. It's one of the main reasons why I had to have a PS4 at launch because they said, granted, it's not going to be out at launch, but it's going to be near That's launch. And it was the same thing for me you know, on all those consoles. PS2, I wanted yeah. to play Metal Gear Solid 2. PS3, I want to play Metal Gear Solid 4. PS4, I want to play Metal Gear Solid 5. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not I mean, granted, granted, what? Not Phantom <laughs> Pain. It was That's Ground, Zero, Ground Zero. Yeah. Ground Zero's came out like in February. No, yeah. PlayStation came out in November. It came out in February. So I was like, I don't care. I got to have it for Metal Gear Solid 5. Granted, it was like a 20 minute demo. Did not care. It I played it like Gear. I played it like seven or eight times, though. I oh, really yeah, enjoyed, sure. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. I should go back and try to get that platinum for that one, too. I really should. But uh, it probably isn't too hard, honestly. Yeah, I just got to look it up. But no, so like I said, uh, Kojima, he's almost a console seller for me. Um, my final, final prediction what I think is going to happen. And I, I say I say this because uh, well Warner Brothers is going to be there, and this is being teased. This has been teased for a few years now by Ed Boon, who um, is oh, yeah. like he's the main guy for Mortal Kombat. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's been teasing it for a while ever since. God, I, I want to say maybe maybe since Metal Gear Solid or not Metal Gear Solid, uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven came out um, because there's a pattern. He does Mortal Kombat for, for a couple of years. They, you know, a couple seasons of it, and then Injustice. And then he does Injustice for a couple seasons, two, three seasons, then next Mortal Kombat. And he does that for a couple, three, two, three seasons, and then back to Injustice. And then, oh, Mortal Kombat 11 comes out. All right, great. It's been for three seasons. And I think they asked him, like, oh, is there going to be another season? He's like, no. And they're like, oh, is it time for, like, you know, like another DC game? And he goes, I think he said, like, my, my dream always. I, I think he even said it before most recent time which he's been teasing on twitter for well, a couple weeks ago he did say his dream game would be to do a marvel versus dc fighting game and i mean that's gonna print so much money too uh i the injustice games are great my only my only uh hopes are that more it, fast fast paced i it maybe. has to it has to play like a marvel game uh, yeah. and, but Mar- there is that is a fighting style game. Mar- um, people know like what a, a Marvel tag, fighting like, game. You want to do like a tag game though, or do like because D- DC's not. I mean, um, Injustice isn't really like that, is it? Where you no. tag in? Yeah. No, so Inj- Injustice is more of a. 
I mean, the ones that are the most successful are they're more of the project. It's more of a projectile style fighting. Yeah, game. projectile. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and a Marvel star Marvel style fighting game is more of a tag style heavy combo game. Yeah, uh, I know. You know, I think that might be a little more complicated for some people to uh, get into because the projectile is much more of a user friendly, in my eyes, a much more user friendly style of gameplay. But it's much slower style of gameplay for 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 my liking. I my dream is, I mean, maybe you give it the option for story mode. You you can do solo fighting or anything too. But for for online option, there should be a tag option or like or or just the thing too. Like you can do tags tag teams. Yeah. Um, with that heavy combo style, give me that. I'm the happiest guy in the world. Uh, like I'd be so happy. Um, I mean, great Capcom's there, so maybe they announce another Mar Marvel versus Capcom game. I think they're. God, what is the, Is there an anniversary for Mar Marvel versus Capcom two? Maybe. Let's take a look at that real quick. When did that come out? Marvel versus Capcom two. This is all your. This is all your lane, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at this right here. Marvel versus Capcom two. Uh, it came out. Oh, so. So we just missed 20 years of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. It came out February 20, February 24, 2000. So no anniversary, but I would imagine you can't buy that digitally anymore on on um, on the any network right now. It got removed because of licensing. Re-releasing that, like an HD version of the PS3, that's going to sell something, basically. What I if they did that and they just added like uh, some MCU skins? I don't even need that, man. Just re-releasing yeah. that would get me. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, I want a Marvel Star Fighting game. But even on Marvel versus DC, I, I am pretty confident it's going to happen because a, you're going to. You know what? I'm not even a fighting game fan, but I like Marvel and DC enough to where I'd probably pick that up and try it out. I like Injustice, and Justice is a lot of fun. So hey, it's it, it's a lot of you know it's a lot of fanboys are going to get that involved. Basically, your DC yep. boys, your, your Marvel boys. Uh, so it's, it's going to be, it's, it's intellectual prop, intellectual properties, IP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's people know this people who do not read comics know who Batman is. They know who, you know, Spider-Man is. So, I mean, I would love to play, you know, it's like, why not? We'll just try some Batman versus Spider-Man. Let's do it. You know, that yeah. sounds fun. I would play the hell out of that. Fuck it. Yeah. It'd be a big draw for E3 to or E3. Um, we call it, um, what you, Evo. what's evil. Thank you. PlayStation uh, exclusive. Be, I'm calling it now. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't yeah. doubt it because that. Well, number one, they they own a chunk of Evo now too. Imagine uh, that uh, they do a state of play and that was in it. Yeah. No, I I I, I go nuts. now. So yeah, yeah. So that's those are two. Not saying they're going to happen this year. They're going to happen at some point. I'm just hoping it's this year. So. Okay. Awesome, man. I see. Like I said, I'm. I like fighting games occasionally so that that sounds like something i would be into um a couple of quick hits before we jump out and if you have anything you can add to it go ahead um first up is oh now i'm blanking uh so i want to see a little more suicide squad i want to see some gameplay for suicide squad from rocksteady because i like rocksteady as a studio um i'm not completely sold on that game so i want to see what they have to offer and i want to see some skate for gameplay because i know they announced that last year and everybody was like popping for you like oh my god skate forward they didn't show anything there's like nothing to show show me something i want to see what that's all about and then i want to see this is might sound a little weird but i want to see a brand new spyro game because i think they're gonna still gonna keep on going with those uh remakes even though we've heard about the studios merging with activision you know call of duty teams and stuff i think they're still going to be making those 
those nostalgia grabs. And I think the next one is Spyro. So I would like to see what a modern day Spyro looks like. And I think that's the next thing Activision has up its sleeve for the, the yearly nostalgia trip. And I think they're still going to do the Tony Hawk three plus four in a couple years. I think they're still going to do all that stuff. I think people are just, it looks sad right now, but I think that they're still going to have the studios doing that work because I think they sell good enough to, you know, keep it going. I might be wrong though. And that would be sad because I think that seeing a new Spyro, seeing a Tony Hawk, brand new Tony Hawk game or more remasters for Tony Hawk or more Crash uh, 4. Crash 4 was awesome. Seeing more of that, I would love to see it. So hopefully we see something from the Activision nostalgia sector, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, there's some little quick hits that I, that were coming to my mind as we were talking about this. Anything else left on your mind before we uh, exit E3 town? I, I, I imagine... I mean, if Sony is going to be there, I imagine I, my like two predictions would be that Horizon is a fall title for yeah. for them. That's what they would use probably as their big fall seller for them. Um, they'll probably see a lot more of that. Grants for PlayStation Four and Five, but never the one for Five. Yeah. Um, and I imagine we get God of War too. I mean, uh, gameplay, gameplay, yeah. Gameplay. Game probably won't be probably like an April release. Or Next something year. like yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's what it was for when it first came out. It was like a, it was like a March April release. So. That's what they did too with the uh, God of War four. They they literally said, oh, it's going to come out in fall, and then they pushed it to the next year. They did the same thing with that. They do it all the time. I I don't mind as long as the game's awesome and it was amazing. So yeah. I, I also wonder, like, for what how less we know about little we know about Breath of the Wild too. How like, like far off it is. Maybe. Yeah, it, but the thing is, you can just reuse a lot of assets, uh, and you know, I, I get it the first time because they were really, you know, adventurous, and it took a long time. Well, it was going to be for the Wii U, and then they they know the Wii U was it's, dead. So I, like, I really want like the I know I don't need the time mechanic, but I want the Majora's Mask of Breath of the Wild. You know, I want the darker kind of twisted and fucked up Breath of the Wild. That's what I want from the sequel. Hopefully that mm-hmm. they they you know, the first trailer kind of gave that hint towards that. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. And I wonder if you actually get like a Metroid Prime 4 teaser again uh, after it being canceled and redone, you know, hand off to someone else. Nintendo could absolutely rock the house this year. They could absolutely, with the games we know that are announced, Bayonetta 3 was announced, what, like three years ago? We have not seen anything since that announcement. Not a thing. So I imagine you get, I mean, they can at least literally rock the house. And I'm scared they're not going to do anything again. They're just going to put off nothing for me. That's my biggest thing with Nintendo. We're, we're both in the same ballpark here, Josh. We're like, man, they have, they could do so much and absolutely rock the house. But they're like, well, everything keeps selling. We'll just keep yeah. selling Mario Kart 8. So Yeah, they can really... I don't know, man. Nintendo's been kind of... They've had some cool stuff. Like, I'm not going to say they, have, they haven't had anything. Because obviously they did the Pokemon Snap. They had the Animal Crossing and shit like that. But nothing's really like for me has grabbed me lately. And it's been a couple of years since I've been like, oh, hell yeah, Nintendo. So they could do almost anything to get me right now. I feel like just any one of those announcements like, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah, let's do this. But the thing is, I think they're going to announce the Switch Pro soon, too. I think that's yeah. going to happen. So it's like, oh, do I want a Switch Pro? Is that going to be worth having? I don't know. We'll see. So I think that's it for our E3 talk. If you, unless you want to add anything at the end here, I, I'm good, man. I, I'm stoked. I think it's cool that it's happening again and that we are 
basically on the precipice of it. We are like three weeks away, and we're going to be seeing all this shit happen. It's going to be good times. And we're going to be watching it, Josh. Me and you, we're going to be watching it, and we're going to be club. through the Cartridge right. Club. Yep, through the Cartridge Club YouTube page with Caleb and Dean. Well, you know, hopefully, they uh, hopefully they they stick with us. Uh, they've uh, <laughs> they so they they yeah. threw their hat in the ring a little bit there. So yeah, they, we all happen. we're all kind of preparing ourselves for it. So hopefully E3 kind of comes back to E3 and we have all our hype awesome. and good times in the summer. Yeah. Also, um, um I want to plug since we're talking Cartridge Club, I'm hosting the Cuphead episode. So and that's next month in June. So if anybody is a huge fan of Cuphead and would want to be on the podcast, just hit me up, DM me, and you'll probably get on because I don't really have uh set in stone lineup for that podcast yet so if you if you're like hell yeah i love cuphead i want to talk about it on a podcast then uh hit me up uh frantic society on twitter just let me know and be sure to tune in this month's episode because i'm hosting it which is for act racer so hell yeah uh, yeah so uh yeah be sure to tune in that and play the game uh, i don't think i mentioned the cartridge club my hosting gigs as much as i probably should on these things so yeah i might as well throw that plug in there um i always love doing the hosting stuff and helping out behind the scenes with the cartridge club it's good times mm-hmm. If you see a graphic on the on the cartridge club, I probably made it. Usually, ninety percent of the time. So uh, usually, I think that's like a hundred percent, Josh. Hundred percent of the time. Yeah, lately, jo- Josh, yeah, got, Josh has got it down. I'm gonna both smoke some smoke up Josh's ass here. It's okay. I'll take uh, it. Yeah, it's Josh has basically done all the thumbnails and all like the artwork for the last I don't know two three years now probably. So for it's been a while. I think they yeah. keep getting better and better and better I now. Appreciate like, that. No, we, we like, I mean, you can look at a prime example would be the, uh, wait, what did you do for mothers or for wonder boy with the, uh, the master system grid lines. That was yeah. perfect to a T where I, I think Q dog, you, you basically him or it was Dean was like taken back by it. They're like, I think they're like, Oh, this could be good. And then you did that. And they're like, this is way better. I think it was Q dog. Cause I think he was not like, he's like, Oh, I have this idea and this idea. And then. I took the the feedback. Yeah. I was like, because I made like I think it was just like a white, yeah, like border then, at first. And he's like, "Hey, how about the grid lines?" I'm like, "All right, give me like five minutes." And then I did it real quick. And then he's like, "Dude, this is perfect." And it looked awesome. Better than so. he ever thought of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, your turtle power one was great. Um, I'm trying to remember which one was last month. I know it's bad. I'm trying to remember. I don't what know. I did ActRaiser recently. I I like doing yeah. them. They're fun. Um, yeah. it's just like it it makes me flex a different muscle that I don't get to flex too often. So it's mm-hmm. fun. Um, but, um, I think we're going to wrap up somewhat soon, but we do want to hit the Falcon and the winter soldier a little bit here, at least give our impressions. Do you want to just say that is after the plugs so we can just jump right into spoilers? I think that'd probably be the easiest way to do it. Um, we both like the show quite a bit. I I can say like non-spoilery, the show was really entertaining. Um, it does, it doesn't have, has some issues I would say here and there, but all in all, I, I enjoyed my time. Did you like it? Like I did, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I'll, I'll admit this. I think one division ended stronger, but yeah. this show started a lot better than one division. So, um, different budgets, as you could tell, because the action was this was way more of an action show. That one was more telling just a story. Yeah. Um, but it it still was Marvel caliber for me. Um, yeah. Uh, they have not done me wrong yet, so I'm still Team Marvel. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I look forward to Loki now because of how entertaining WandaVision and, and Falcon War Soldier were. All right, cool. So I I think that you can just assume that we liked it. 
and if you've listened to this or watched it, not listen, if you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, we'll do like a little plugs here. We'll plug our stuff, which will take two seconds. And then we're going to, I'll probably play a little music stinger and then we'll talk about some spoilers and stuff and get dive into it for a little bit and then wrap up officially. So uh, where can they find you on Twitter and stuff? Twitter, you can find me on Twitter at it's Rocket Sauce. You can find me on the Cartridge Club Discord at it's with the same handle, Rocket Sauce. I have an Instagram, same handle. Uh, yeah, and I'm generally there. All, all at these uh, on my social medias. I, like I said, I I'm hosting uh, May's Game of the Month, which is ActRaiser. and yeah, it's should be a good time. Look me up there. Awesome. I'm like I said, I'm doing the Cartridge Club Cuphead episode, which should be in June. Um, july's episode is kind of up in the air isn't it we need to talk about that off air but um anyway we got that going on and then i have indie quest which is a really fun show we added as i i added a segment recently called itchy trivia which is like a itch.io which is like a super small indie like storefront i go through there and i make like a trivia game for steve and that's it was really fun to put together so a recent episode i had to we did that and of course we always talk about indie games we basically geek out about the small games that nobody talks about, which I love that show for that reason. And then we do box office bliss with rusty. I, I do that show with him and we're basically done with fast and the furious right now. We have Hobbs and Shaw, which is like the spinoff episode or series or what is it? Spinoff movie. And that was pretty good. If we were kind of like middling on that movie, I thought it was pretty fun, but not completely fast and the furious, but go listen to that episode. If you want to, and then we have an episode where it's like a wrap up episode called the family reunion coming out in a couple weeks. And then a couple weeks after that, after F9 comes out, we're going to do like our raw. We just saw this movie. Let's have a review over it and kind of wrap up the season with that. And then we have season two coming out soon, which is back to the future, which will be like beginning of July times, I think. So movie show is on the way. We're having fun with that. And, uh, be able to look out. Uh, we'll see how my free time ends up being when I move. It might end up being where I have more time to do more fun stuff like stream and stuff. I, I've been wanting to stream for a long time. So I'll let you guys know when that happens, but you know where to find me. It's at Frantic Society on Twitter. And uh, that's the plugs for me. And I think uh, that's it for the show for the most part, right? Well, I want to throw one shout out here, Josh. Uh, yeah. I mentioned it before. So the lead singer for the band World Infernal Friendship Society oh, yeah. passed away on Saturday. And I, I want to give them a shout out because they're one of my favorite bands. I would say prior to Saturday, I would say they were my favorite current live musical act. Um, I wouldn't say my favorite band, but they were up there. Maybe yeah. they were my favorite band, but like mm. for, for current live bands, they it's like them and the addicts out of like current bands still going. Um, they're a very unique punk style band. They have kind of a like orchestra style punk feel to them, jazz, a little waltz. Um, they have up to 40 members in their band. Um, I, if you're looking for a great album by them, I think Red Eye Soul is probably their best album. I do recommend it. Um, the lead singer, Jack Terracloth, he died at the age of 50 this uh, last week. I've seen him, I want to say, four or five times. Um, I remember one time I saw him open for the Bouncing Souls. Uh, and I, I went up to the guy because my buddy was like, hey, I'm trying to buy some like merchandise. You know, We couldn't find a table. And as I really give them the money, as opposed to buying a seat, they're like CD at a store or something like that. I really give the money straight to them. And then I saw him. Jack was standing standing out there just talking to somebody. And I went, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go ask him. I went straight up to him and I say, hey, uh, hey man, big fan here. I'm just wondering 
you guys are selling any merchandise here because my buddy's trying to buy some stuff from you guys here. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. He, he's like, they just had some stuff covering the table. So he just pulled it back. And he's like, it's all right here. So my buddy bought a few CDs and a shirt or something like that from them. And and I just said, I'm talking to the guy. He was a nice guy. Just talking to him. And I remember I was supposed to see him maybe the year prior at a basement show. And a basement show is essentially a concert done in someone's basement uh, in Bayview. Cool. And they're... This was at a time when probably prior to my, MySpace, maybe MySpace was around, but like you would have to check the band's website and there was a tour date and it, it said canceled. There was a show that was supposed to be in Bayview at a basement show was canceled. So I went up to ask him, I was like, hey, what happened to that about a year ago? And he told me, he's like, I got a 104 degree fever. He goes, and I almost died. I was in the emergency room. So he goes, we had to cancel the tour for whatever, for the reasons, because he goes, I was in the ER. I almost died. And I'm like, oh, and then we just ended up just talking more. And I was like, hey, man, can I buy you a drink? Because I'm a huge fan of your band. He's like, yeah. He goes, well, you know, I got a drink right here. I got an old-fashioned. Or he was drinking a 7 and 7. Uh, he's like, but I'll do a shot of uh, Seagram 7 with you. Or Southern Comfort. I'm like, all right. So I went up to to the bar, got a shot. And then Pete from the Bouncing Souls comes by. Nice. And then the the bass player from World Inferno comes by. And all of a sudden, sure enough, three or four people are coming by. And we're just talking. And what's called, we just all then do a round of shots, basically. Just it was a fun time. And I, I, I said, I've seen them four or five times. Most recently, uh, back in 2019, um, they did like a, a summer fall tour, and we saw them at the Cactus Club. And sure enough, Jack was sitting at the other side of the bar, um, drinking some Irish whiskey. And um, we just got there early, and it's just just sitting in a bar, basically. And uh, I don't know it one of my favorite bands i cannot recommend them enough um like i said before uh, a album shout out that i encourage everyone to listen to it's called red eye soul uh, i just want to shout out because uh i'm never gonna see him again um yeah that band was his that band was yeah. his um you know there, it's great because i mean i talked with him also when we we're sitting down talking i was like hey how come the accordion guy isn't here and he's like well some of these members of world inferno belong to the New York Symphony Orchestra, like that's their real job. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, when they're not working for them, then they come on tour with us. So um, I just found them to be a fascinating band. They were a band that I went to go see the Subhumans play. Their opening act did not know who they were. They were just the first band to go on, and they absolutely blew my socks off. Absolutely, I'm like, what am I watching here? There's 15 people on stage. There's a guy with an accordion. There's a, a, a person playing the xylophone, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like. For a punk show, this is wild. Know, people were doing. People, they did a slow dance song where, like, people are like, they like, they're like, find a partner. We're gonna waltz here, and you had a bunch of punkers waltzing at a punk concert here. Um, at that last show, my buddy Jim, shout out to my buddy Jim, uh, the female bass player came down on the stage and pulled him up basically aside, and she goes, "You want to dance?" And he's like, "I don't know." He goes, "I'm not really good." And she's like, "That's fine. I'm gonna leave then." So, like, he did the waltz with her at that last show, basically. And like I said, it, it was just a great – I know they have, like, a kind of like a party feel a little bit, too. Yeah, it's cool. They put always put on an amazing show. So I just want to give them a shout-out. I would say they are the greatest band you have never heard of. So props to anyone. You know, props to you if you listen to it. I You know, I just want to give them a shout-out because they're done. They're no longer going to be there. And I'm glad to say I've seen them a bunch of a handful of times in my life. So awesome. I almost forgot about that. I know you mentioned that at the top, and I, I I'm glad you could get snuck that in there before we 
uh, hit these uh, this music here. Um, maybe I'll play a song from them to uh, carry us into the spoilers for Falcon Winter Soldier, and we'll probably talk about that for a few minutes and wrap up. Sound good? I can, I can find you a song. So <laughs> awesome, cool. So if you haven't watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, thank you for listening to this episode. But if you have, stick around, and we'll talk a little bit about spoilers, and we'll kind of like maybe uh, think about where the future of MCU is headed after this is over.
never has to doubt when you're so angry Nothing matters, you be brave cause everything counts And I'd never be so subtle If the roughness on my sleeve Let's I was all could change it When I was ready to leave There's much I don't want to remember There's nothing I wish lasts forever Let me put it another way I'm only hoping for some permanence But there really is no truth to this Your tattoos They're gonna fail So, uh, what do you think about this Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like, spoilers off. All, all, everything's on the table. What, what's your overall feeling on the MCU where we're at right now? Well, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you this right now. Like, I'm not the most excited for Loki because hopes are low. Whatever. Got Owen fine. Wilson in there, man. He's gonna be like, wow, like 80 times probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow! 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 wow. wow. <laughs> no, um, um, I mean, it's, it's just like I, I was done with Loki after he got himself uh, choked out, basically. Yeah, and he messed he up. He always comes more. back. Yeah, and I'm, uh, and I was like, you know, what? I'm done with Loki. That's fine. But you know, I'm probably gonna enjoy the show. Uh, I'm more excited for Black Widow. Um, I'm really geeked for that. I, I, Me I too. probably, you know, I, I, I've been kicking the tires with my buddy because I think he wants to see it in the theater. I think he does. And not that I'm afraid to go to the theater. I'm fully vaxxed. Team Moderna. Um, but Pfizer I, for me. Come on. Get the one more one percent advantage on me. Yeah. Um, but no, I just I I'm I think I just want to Disney Plus it because I can watch it right away again. I can watch it at my you know I I, I get it. I love them going to the movie theaters, don't get me wrong, but if you guys are gonna sell me a box, uh, my popcorn in a bag, so I can take home, I'm pretty happy eating and watching movies at my house. That's, yeah, so. I'm, I'm, I agree with you there. Um, um, for me, right now, uh, I did. I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was was awesome. I th- I do. I think if we want to sit down and nitpick it, we can. Mm-hmm. I think there's some issues with the last episode, especially. I really do feel like. They had to rush some stuff, especially with well, what the flag smashers. They had to really rush that a lot, but um, it did come out that they cut an entire subplot, which was would have been almost two more episodes worth of plots, which was mm-hmm. all about virus. They had a virus they were gonna basically, you know, send out to New York, and they didn't want to have the virus in there, so they had to like basically work around that and do reshoots and stuff to fix that plot line. So you can definitely see that, especially in the last episode, I think. And then especially if you think about the last episode, there's not a lot of crowd shots. So you can definitely tell that that was filmed on COVID as well, you know, because it was like soundstage or like a street with like seven or eight people, no real crowds in any of that. So I do think that COVID affected this show, especially. And then one division too. I think both of them had some issues and some, things they had to wrap up quickly because they had to finish the show and they had to do it under COVID like, Oh, COVID's happening. What's what, what do we do? You know what I mean? They had to do it really quick. So I think that 
the shows that suffer a little bit from that, in my opinion. No, I um, I, I was gonna say with that about the show. I um, I wish, I I love the addition of Julia Lou Dreyfus. I like her as Madame Hydra, uh, or AKA Val. I, yeah. I like you know, and I mean, I think I originally heard too that she was supposed to make her debut in Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like there's stuff like that where it's okay, it's fine. Uh, and maybe that's why she doesn't have as big of a role. But when she came a part of the show, I'm like, all right, you got my interest. What's going on here? Um, I I actually did like Kurt Russell's son as um, U.S. agent. U.S. agent. He did good. Um, I, I wish. I think I wish they would have sped that up a little bit more, though. The fact I wish he wouldn't stayed as well. You know, I wish in the last episode the black and red would have been out there when he was there to join them. And um, yeah, I think my issue with that is like the the episode before, right? We see him building the shield, right? We're like, oh my god, this dude's fucking pissed. Mm -hmm. He gets on there, he's like, it's like, oh, he starts freaking screaming and like he's evil. And then like three scenes later, he's like, what's up, Bucky? You're my best bud, you know? Like it happened like that, and there wasn't enough. I feel like character building there to justify him being like that. I know he does have that buddy buddy side to him. But so far in the whole show, he's hated Bucky and Sam, you know, the entire time. He's like been like at their throats. Now he's just buddy buddy with them at the end. I feel like there was something missing there to get from point A to point B. That's my opinion with that character. But I do like him using the shield. I love the imagery of killing, killing somebody with the shield was awesome. I I still think that's probably the best like stinger and probably the best ending to any episode, even with what we got at the last episode. I think that's probably the best part of the whole entire show. Really just that image right there with him, in the bloody shield. I think that's just insane that, that Marvel did that. But um, to me, yeah. I think that you go ahead. I'll, I'll say I'll disagree. I don't think they, maybe he was more buddy, buddy with them than they were with him. Maybe but, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, But I, so I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I, I thought he was really interesting, and I thought, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on Zemo. What's up, Zemo? No, no. Well, I love Zemo being back. I love oh, Zemo uh, being back a lot. Um, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. Um, yeah, I thought Bradley. Those, yeah, those are, I think, the two most interesting parts of the show. Um, and that's that's a detriment to the show, right? Where the two most interesting characters aren't the leads. Yeah, uh, in my well, in my I, eyes, I, I um, thought Sam was awesome, though. I do, I do think Sam was good too. And, and maybe, and maybe that's. I mean, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Where, where I think Bucky also got gypped a little bit. A little bit. Maybe, yeah, I agree with maybe, that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's has to do with the um, the pandemic and you know the re- reshooting anything. Because Sam gets some kind of closure at the end, and I guess Bucky does too. But it seems like Bucky's is like rush. Well, while Sam has got this whole, whole episode. Bradley he, thing. And it's everything. like it's two or three episodes. Sam gets three episodes. Bucky gets a six minute scene you know what i mean yeah. that's the difference yeah yeah they, they kind of like fast forward what happens to him basically he's just like oh here's a scene with this guy this old guy and here's here's his book back and uh i'll guess he's in a boat he's uh he brought uh he's helping out with the boat and that's and that's basically i did bucky's. i did like that I, I, I like those bucky scene where he confronted the old man and said, had to confront with himself say yes i was the winter soldier i did these horrible things i thought that was an awesome moment for him but Sam had like eight of those moments, you know what I mean? And he gets but, the one. So. But even but even Bucky's one moment, like you just say, it's like fast forwarded. 
it's yeah. you, it's just basically just like him. You see the old guy kind of crying, and that's it. Yeah. Like you don't even like him saying like I'm sorry or anything like that. It's just like we got no time. We got no time. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Kind of thing. I I do think I love the I love everything with Sam though. I do think Sam did get a lot of really cool moments like his nephew touching Uncle Sam's shield. I know it's a little on the nose, you know, you know he's he's Uncle Sam. Okay, we get it. But he's touching his shield. I thought that was a nice moment though. I thought it was pretty well shot and beautiful. I thought him training with the shield. I love the fact that Sam is not a super soldier. He's not a superhero really. He's just a man that is well trained and you has a lot of character and i think that's a really cool way to take captain america just generally i do worry i know the suit's really badass and has a lot of like you know it's made out of vibranium and then you know he can do a lot of cool things with it but what if galactus or you know whoever whatever we're building towards next comes along and he's just a dude fighting galactus that's not going to be the same really i feel like there's going to be something they gotta do to power him up you know yeah but that's that's, that's also kind of like captain america right i mean granted captain america has the super soldier serum but he's ultimately just a guy kind of thing where uh, i mean granted it was great seeing him staying up to thanos and everything too but uh let's be real here he's not thor you know you know you know you're me and you both know the lore, like more Marvel, but I feel like you know more than me, just generally. But so, who do you think they're building up towards next? Honestly, um, like they do have, they did hint at fast that, that one video, that one trailer that I've watched like thirty times with all the the title cards. That one trailer, um, they do end on Fantastic Four. So, do you think it's Doctor Doom? Eventually, Doom, Doom's Doom's gonna be. I mean, I, I can see him being. It's Kang. Well, probably Kang is probably the next big one. Okay. Kang is probably the next big one. I mean, they they've said he's already announced he's gonna be in Ant Man. Um, um, what is that? Ant Man three and yeah, and he is tied into Fantastic Four. Yeah, but I think I Doom. I think I wouldn't cross Doom off. I would not say. You think he's the mastermind? Maybe Doom's the mastermind over a couple of villains. Maybe. No. Uh, no. Doom, you don't think I, so? He no, works alone. Maybe he works alone. Yep. Yeah, um, so maybe I, I, you know, cause he's a, nar- he's a narcissist. He thinks he's, you know, better he's, than everybody. He thinks, shit don't you stink. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I, doom to me is the most important character for Marvel right now to get right. Casting wise. He's, he's just as important as Thanos. He I, is, you know, like, I know people, uh, I hear good things about the actor who's playing Kang. Um, but you know who, who I think is going to be doom. And I don't know if you'll like this idea, but I think that's going to be Adam driver. I love it. I think he'd be he'd be perfect for because Adam Driver is. I mean, the thing about Doom is he like is a handsome guy underneath the mask. He's just got a little scar, and because of that scar, it's like an imperfection. He's kind of Kylo. It's, it's <laughs> an imperfection. Yeah, it is like yeah. Kylo. It is, yeah. and yeah. I would absolutely like. I'd probably be super pumped if it was uh, Adam Driver. I think yeah. he'd be perfect for it. He, he, he's worn he's the mask before. For, for yeah, he game, has but, the intensity though. That's I think oh, that would be, be yeah yeah. Be I don't know. Perfect. Um, I, I might, he, he's an he might have to level. cut his hair differently or something to make yeah. him look a little bit less like Kylo just to change him up a little bit but I still give him a buzz cut and then say here you go you know what I mean or something like that or like a side side shave or something different he, I think. he just he's got short hair just yeah, give him a little short hair it's fine he yeah. doesn't need buzz but he's got short hair no it's just uh, it's important for Fantastic Four um, but I think King is the next big bad and I think Doom is eventually the, the whatever 10 year plan big bad down the yeah, road. and then eventually after that, 
Galactus probably yeah. most likely. I do yeah. think Eternals Eternals is going to shed a lot of light on, on most of these things. So, yeah. I mean, don't worry. You're going to get the damn mutants down the road here too, and then it becomes important. God damn it! Then we got freaking Magneto the, and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so many characters yeah, they have to so get right many. with that too. Yeah. Um, like you said, Magneto and. Well, they're doing um, Fantastic Four first, so we won't really know anything about mutants probably until 2025. I'm thinking, yeah. honestly, yeah. but that's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Just take a break from Mar- uh, you know X Men. We know what's coming. They can start seeding this in a little bit as they go through. Honestly, I would not mind it if they made it a giant joke in Deadpool three that they had a new Wolverine, and like, or they had a new, you know, they they introduced one of the X Men in new Deadpool three just as a joke. But that's actually the new guy, you know. That'd be fun. I think that'd be cool. Uh, I know there's the um, the rumor too that Wolverine uh, will uh, be well because they can't do Hulk because the Universal owns the rights to the Hulk. But um, if they, they can, can do, do like a Wolverine movie, and then like that's how they introduce like because that's how it was in the comics. He appeared in like Hulk 181. Yep. Because um, Hulk messes up, he goes to Canada and he runs into Wolverine basically, and they fight. And I think that'd be a dope Wolverine movie, basically. Like he lives in Canada, and like that's how they come. To, Hulk messes up again. He has to flee. He's hiding out. Oh. He's living. He's in Canada, and then voila. Is, is Bruce Banner in She-Hulk, or do we know that yet? I think they said he is going to be in there. So, so maybe he uh, something happens to his psyche, and he becomes not Professor Hulk anymore, and he has yeah. to confront 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 his his fucked up side again. You know, his Hulk side again. Yeah, I mean, it'd that's be amazing if they do an Immortal Hulk story arc, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon yet either. So, yeah, I don't know. They they could do anything at this point, but honestly, I know we're going to getting kind of uh out there in the weeds a little, but I I'm kind of looking forward to it, man. Like they have a lot coming for them, and then they they announced the Marvels show, you know, with all the Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and then uh, Photon. Oh, that's a movie. That one's a movie. That's a movie. Yeah, that's not a show. Yeah, that's a movie. And and then I'm excited for the Miss Marvel show. I've seen some screen. There's some screens leaked for it, and that looked pretty cool. Um, I know you're not huge on the character, but I do like the 2014 run was pretty good for that that character. So I'll tell you this. I I am curious. I I kind of almost wish um, Secret Wars wasn't a show. Yeah. Um, but. Um, maybe it's they have something planned. Like I, I feel it's almost like Sharon Carter is a scroll. Um, how she's acting, it just doesn't. She's acting seem off. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So I, I, I got a funny feeling she might be a scroll. Um, do you think she's and, dead? Like the actual Sharon Carter's dead, or do you think she's like captured somewhere? Probably the captured question. somewhere. Yeah. I, you know, um, just, just it just seemed off, and I don't know. It's. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, ooh, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what they do with that show. Um, and maybe it ties in with uh, Miss Marvel or something like that, or Captain Marvel as well. Um, I'm not sure how Ironworks is going to work and yeah. I and Ironheart um, for their shows. Iron, Ironworks like lead into Ironheart, maybe? I think so. Um, yeah, yeah that would the, make that's, sense. That's that War Machine show and everything, too. Yeah. Don't know anyone else besides him in it. You know, like War Machine in that group. And I'm sorry, I know there there is books for it. I I'm just 
not there. It's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, yeah. well, you know, you know, props. I I think Don Cheadle is a great actor. I don't know what the plan is, you know, and you know, it's it's kind of how I feel about Black Panther too, without uh, Chadwick Boseman, where I'm like, how's that gonna I, work? Yeah, yeah, I I kind of wish they re- recast it. I I kind of do. Um, no offense to him or anything too, but we've recasted Marvel before, and I get it. Uh, but it, to me, it seems like to be, and I've heard like, oh, he wouldn't want this to end. Then fine. Then re, re, I've heard that from Ryan Co- uh, Cooper or Cooper. Coogler. Coogler. Yeah. I think he said, well, he, you know, wouldn't want this to end. Then yeah, re, recast it. I think everyone would be okay. You know, I think everyone would be fine. You know, just do your, you know, memorial saying whatever it is. You know, it's your story arc's not done, you know, for what you were trying to tell. This um, one's called Wakanda Forever. So I do think it's going to be like, like an 80s or 90s. Black throwback Panther, throwback yeah. movie, and they'll have mm-hmm. some tie-ins with something in the modern day. I mm-hmm. think that's what's going to happen. Go with his father or something like that when they were showing back in the nineties or something like that. Yeah, I that's think good. that's what it's going to be, and then I think it'll cut to the future, and they might reuse some Chadwick footage for his final moments, and then that'll be like a send-off for him. Still so throw some throwbacks, and then of course, what kind of forever? Who knows who the new, new Black Panther is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. That's what mm-hmm. I think it's going to be. I think it makes the most sense, but hey, I could be wrong. Or you do a story about cancer, right? And that's I don't know if that's a story that's ever been told yet by Marvel. They could do it. Yeah. yeah. They they literally could. I mean, I don't think he shot anything for it, but I mean Despite they could. despite all this money, he, you know, I'm sorry, you know, like it's something you still couldn't, you know, get despite by the, the power of the Black Panther, he still got sick and died. You know, they could do that. I mean, it, that really depends on the estate and the people, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. when it comes to that. But anyway, um let's say in the next year or two, what is something Marvel that you want Marvel to do that they haven't hinted at really too hard, but you're just like, hell yeah, if they did that, I'd be super fucking pumped for that. Aside from the mutants, the mutants are the most important out of all that. Yeah. But unmutant related, I, I'd probably go nuts for Silver Surfer being involved. I probably, I know he's not like everyone's cup of tea, but like if you're going more cosmic, like I was so ready for him to be in Endgame. I was so ready for him to be game. When the ship panned up and what's called, um, they started firing it and granted it was Captain Marvel and she came and ripped through the ship. Yeah. I thought to myself, right as that was happening, I'm like, he's coming. Oh my God, he's coming. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. It would have been like one of those things that like, I completely forgot about people would have like, got excited. Some people would have got super pumped about some people been like, who's that guy? You know, that's the thing about that. Yeah. If you would have came and they said like, I'm on the, I'm uh, what's called. I'm here on behalf of uh, Galactus as the Herald of Galactus. I would have been like, ah, like so loud in the theater. I think we're going to get something like that though. I bet. Oh, we will. More, yeah. more than likely. And then probably a fantastic four too. more than likely. Yeah. And just because fantastic four two had silver surfer, but all of him related that or like ideally like i wish and you can't do this because you i mean maybe you do it with with shuri right and i think she actually for do more actually is the head of wakanda but but black panther you know um is in a t'challa is in that is in that story arc um 
like do more would be a fantastic marvel movie do more where dr doom takes over wakanda he takes it over completely he has full control of the vibranium and it's a great story arc because he actually goes to whatever that you've seen like whatever the um land of where like the dead are basically for them and he talks to their god their panther god and basically he tells them basically he's like you know um like because he's like whatever doom you're evil and everything why why would i like grant you full you know do this for me he's like look in my heart you know out of anyone here who can like run earth who would be better under me and he looks into him he's like you're 100 right you are not lying so he basically grants him full access to wakanda so basically he takes over full it's a great story arc because like he he has his doom bots and everything that are all made with vibranium and uh he's got it so planned out where he'd be great a great because it's the whole latveria wakanda story arc kind of thing going on there too i think it'd be a fantastic I'd be down story for that. that sounds awesome know, where he takes it over and basically like fantastic four like yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's like they everyone's kind of like we're we're effed because it's kind of like I mean, and granted, Doom does like you know lose, you know, but it's one of those, it's a great arc. Um, I, I do recommend it. It's not like an expensive book run, but I imagine it it would make for a great story arc. I would also love to see Namor. I love Namor as a character. He's another one that uh, he's a mutant, uh, but I think Namor, when done right, is incredible. Like I don't want a Namor Aquaman movie. I want nothing to do with that because the Namor arc books that i read like that are always boring as hell i hate them but anything like namor dealing with like world war ii uh, or with captain america like if you do an invader story arc that'd be incredible where you have the original human torch you do namor you do uh, well you can do bucky and you can do cap well you need to get cap back but um that'd be a good one or you do defenders that's probably even more reliable because then you can do the defenders with dr strange namor uh, Silver Surfer and um, uh, what do you call? I don't know if I said Hulk or Doctor Strange. Yeah, because Silver Surfer, Namor, Hulk, and Doctor Strange. Yeah, like that—that's a story arc right there for itself. Uh, you need to do that as a show or movie. So like, there's all these great potentials with like Namor because he's such a—he's a great jerk. He's a great jerk character. Um, so more, so much more interesting than Aquaman in my eyes. Just his get away from the sea stuff. I don't want the sea stuff from from Namor. I want him. On like on land, being an asshole. This, but everyone. That's the thing is, no. Everyone knows like he he's really good. You, you just got to put up with this crap kind of thing. Where I'm like, I want a great Namor. Um. Oh, so like I said, my hopes are basically Namor, Silver Surfer, Doom. I don't know. There's a lot to do. There's so much to do. I know that I think that one belongs to Universal, but yeah. So I don't know. Um. I I love your answer. Uh, mine's a lot more simple. Um. I want uh, Vincent D'Onofrio to be Kingpin. Oh, for sure. And then I want Charlie Cox to be Daredevil in uh, No Way Home, which yep. is coming up. So that's like, the, those are way smaller than all the things you were saying, but those are the two things that popped into my head. I'm like, I like Charlie Cox. I think he's the best Daredevil. Like, so far, I think he's like pretty much perfect Daredevil, like on screen Daredevil, Daredevil mm-hmm. ever. And I think, what's his name? Who plays Punisher? He did really good too. Oh. Yeah, what is his name? You know who we're talking about. The Netflix Punisher guy, but I think that he I think that um we need to I know the Netflix shows are kind of not canon anymore, sort of not kind of kind of sort of not, but I think that they should start 
kind of weaving them back in a little bit here and there, and then they can kind of make cameos in the movies and the TV shows and everything. And I think that would be awesome. I just think that we don't need Iron Fist. We got Shang-Chi coming. Iron Fist can F off for all. I, I, I thought that show was really boring, but uh, that, that in my, I think Luke Cage can go. I was not a fan of Luke Cage at all. I like the first season, Luke Cage, the second one, not as much, but um, I think the actor who plays Luke Cage did pretty good for the, for what he had to work with, but um, definitely what's the chick's name? Shit. Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. Yes. Je- Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Kingpin, Punisher. Bring them back. Even if it's just cameos here and there, I would fucking love it. I think they deserve it. I think they did such a good job. All of them people, all of them, you know. At the minimum, at the minimum, the, the least I want is Denofrio's Kingpin. That's the least. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do like Charlie Cox's Daredevil a lot, a lot. Um, but out of anyone, that guy is Kingpin. By he far is. and away, to, yes. to me, he's Kingpin as Tony Stark is, or as RDJ is Iron Man. Dude, that freaking man! You know. the, the the scene of him just fucking smashing that dude's head in in the first season, almost like the second scene you see him, he's smashing someone's head in. He turns around and he adjusts his tie, fucking cool as a cucumber. Just that that's that's Kingpin to me. Like he's like go from super brutal, just disgustingly awful guy to the super calm and collect collective like leader in like two seconds flat you know that's what i love about kingpin there's so. that scene in the second season where he's in jail and charlie cox visits him in jail that's an incredible scene in the second season it's yeah like episode seven or something or six where he goes to visit him and like daredevil started like to threaten him or something like that and then kingpin basically just lets him know that like no man don't eat don't even kind of thing and it's incredible um, yeah he he had he's one of those actors especially in this role where when he is on screen and he's delivering his speeches, his lines, you cannot, your eyes are glued to him because he's so fucking good at it. So I agree with you on that. So, yeah, I mean, even if he was just like in Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man coming up in December for like three seconds, you know, just like a scene of him, like, you know, just commanding some, some dudes to fight against Spider-Man and that's it. You know, I'd be like, fuck yeah, we got him. You know what I mean? I would be. Just, mm-hmm. It's basically the JJJ scene again, but for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it'd be great. Um, plus, he's a comic book nerd too. Where he, like, if you ever like, I think he's attached to a couple of comic book properties coming out too. Where he's got roles from one of them, I believe, is called God Country. Where I think he might be actually casted in it. Nice. Um, this independent book, but no, he he is kind of a comic book nerd. Where it like it. Uh, to me, he's perfect. He's just perfect. I, I can't believe I didn't think of that, Josh. So, yeah, so simple. But I mean, I I love all the the branching paths and like Doctor Doom taking over freaking Wakanda and shit. I I'm all down for that. But just that little thing like that, and then of course the 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 dream sequence for me as a as an end credits stinger doesn't have to be in a movie. Is mo- a movie with Hulk in it? I don't care what movie it is. It could be Thor: Love and Thunder. I think he's in it. I think Hulk's in that too. I, I'm pretty sure as far as I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but let's just imagine at the end of there, they have a post-credit scene where you see the Hulk in the fucking wilderness. And then you see Wolverine come out and they like start fighting and like, it doesn't have to be the full fight. Just the post-credit scene with just that, just the hint at Wolverine. That's all I want. Like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be them chopping limbs off each other or, or hulk ripping his arm off or whatever you know <laughs> they do some crazy shit in that first fight but yeah i'd be down for that 
I did see a fight with the Hulk and Wolverine. I don't know what book it was, but like the Hulk like li- rips off Wolverine's arms and his arms like crawling towards his body like by oh, itself. It, it happens a bunch, man. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like um, it'd be a very, um, I, I imagine Immortal Hulk will be a movie somewhere down the road. Uh, it's it's a, a great story arc. Dude. It's it's wrapping it's wrapping up now, and it's one of the best story arcs. Period. Where you know, I encourage people to read that whole arc. It's so freaking good. You know, Marvel and Disney, if they needed it to happen for their story, they'd mm-hmm. say, "Here's a fuck ton of money, Universal, give us the Hulk." You know, they're they're eventually going to do it. You know, it's yeah. going to happen. So mm-hmm. eventually, because yeah. Or they make like a deal like, okay, Universal movies can be on Disney Plus if you give us the Hulk. You know, something like that. They'll they'll mm-hmm. be some something trading hands to get the Hulk as like a main star eventually. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, man. Um, I think I'm done. I mean, we started Falcon, but I mean we both really liked it. I think that like we could complain about it. I could find little nitpicks, but I think the suit for Sam was awesome. I loved the last episode. I got a little emotional and teary-eyed a couple of times, and I think his last speech was really good. What do you think about his last speech? I want to talk about that for like the last thing we talk about here. What do you think about his speech and then him t- him talking to Bradley and everything at the end? Um, I I like the whole uh, Isaiah Bradley thing. That was the part I thought was I thought that was way better than the speech. If I'm being 100 honest with you, like the whole statue and basically saying like you know to like something i can't remember exactly what it was where he said like some long line that his basically he said like his history was hidden and everything um it's not hidden and, anymore type of thing yeah yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was really you know and the actor who played isaiah bradley i think really sold that scene a lot so it, to me like the whole isaiah bradley part was um the highlight for me that last episode um if i was gonna say I, I'll say this. I want a second season because I feel like there's more to be done. They're doing a movie. They did say they're doing Captain oh, America right, 4. Right. So do you think Captain America 4 will just be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier? No, I'll just try to be Cap 4 or it'll have some name, but I, I still think it'd be better as a They did show. have that title card at the end, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That's why that's I'm asking. True. Do you think they would have used that to like hint at the movie or do you think that's like oh we're gonna do a second season down the line that it could be either one i think honestly yeah i i, I think the show it, it pertains better to being a show um because they could, do, like, they could do like a big bombastic villain fight with zemo or something in the movie and then like okay the aftermath of this crazy fight in the season two they can I, like that's the that's the beauty of this like tv show slash movie combination you know I mean, no, no, no offense to to Sam or anything too, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I want to say, and maybe like Black Widow doesn't fit in this category, but maybe it's got a kick-ass story that they're really happy about. I kind of want the movies to be more for the the big bigger names, you know. Um, He's our sorry. Cat, That's our new cat, bro. Yeah, Sam's but- our cat. Uncle hey, Sam. No, no offense, man. Uh, you know, I mean, where's the where's my boy Chris Evans? You know, I, I, making I, I, uh, knives I'm, out too. You know, come on. You know, I, I'm still I, uh, warming up to him, but I think he did. He proved that he can. He had the acting chops, and I think he's gonna do good in the future. Yeah, I do. It, it, no, and I, I I like him a lot, but it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, uh, I rather have this as a TV series, and whatever. It's just me. I rather have it be a six episode three hour adventure kind of thing, as opposed to, I don't know, 
two hours. Two hour, two hour, you know, flick through. Unless they have a story we want to tell, which is kind of where I'm like, where do they go, kind of thing? Because that that's the thing is, I mean, do the Red Skull is gone? Um, I I don't know where they go. Uh, so that they have a story arc. Is Zemo still out there, and we still have freaking Sharon Carter doing whatever she's doing now, and then we have Zemo, what else Zemo. is going on? We got a uh, U.S. agent. Yeah, so Zemo's going to be Thunderbolt. So, and like, well, U.S. agent, I think would be an interesting show as well. But, yeah. yeah. Do you think they'll do a Thunderbolt show, or do you think they'll just call it like U.S. agents? I think no. I think they'll do Thunderbolt, and I think they will do Dark Avengers. Dark so, Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. imagine they'll do. I think they'll do stuff like that eventually, or West Coast Avengers, but. uh yeah, well, we got white white vision now. Spoilers for Wandavision there, but yeah, but but like that's the thing is like you can do that like what's West Coast Adventures? I don't need to be a movie. West Coast Adventures would be great for a show. Yeah, that uh, could be like oh, eight yeah. eight awesome episodes of something. Yeah, not not everything needs to be a movie because I think no offense to anything like Miss Marvel, I think that pertains more to being successful as a television series. I would. I mean, the movie would be okay. I think that it would be kind of face the same thing as Captain Marvel did where people were hating on it just because it's like a chick or whatever. Honestly, it, just to be blunt about it's, that. It's, I think it also has to do more with recognition of the property. Mm-hmm. Granted, I know the Marvel banner carries a lot these days, but I think Miss Marvel's more known than guardians were at the time though. For sure. Know? 100% for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how guardians did so well. I mean, I went Nick's down I think people people just I think gave credit with it. Well, and it also had all star cast. He had Chris Pratt, amazing cast, you know. awesome trailer. Every single trailer was a fucking banger for that yeah. movie. Bradley like, Cooper was, you know, like yeah. you, you sold. Me, oh, it's called Vin Diesel as a tree that says three three things. You know, three words. I'm Groot. You know. Yeah, I mean, or like, like that's know. what I'm saying. Like the trailers and like the hype was fucking high for that movie. I I did not know anything about those mo- characters, but I was in from the trailers. You know, so it was the best I'm, space adventure since Star Wars in my eyes. So. Oh, I can I can actually agree with that. Yeah, mm. for sure. And and one and one where I would say I think I used to say the first one I like more, but now I think I like the second movie more. So the second one took me like three watches to like really like appreciate because the first oh, time yeah. I didn't, the first time I went in, I expected it to be like the first movie. I'm like, oh, this, this is way different than the first movie, and it kind of threw me off a little bit. I still liked it. And then the, I went, the kid jokes kind of like, you know, the baby Groot stuff where I'm like, ah, I could do with not yeah. this basically. But now when I look at the story arc with the whole father story arc. Yeah. And then Yondu um, and everything. Oh, it's so I, good. I, I, yeah. I freaking love it. I absolutely love that ending. Um, So it's one of my favorite, probably out of all the Marvel movies It's one of my favorites is Guardians too. So probably um, like a top five from this point, I, I would say mm-hmm. it would be up there. But yeah, I'm, I'm fuck, dude. We get Taiko Waititi, Thor, another one. Another Thor movie coming up. Oh my god, that's next year. I can't wait. It's gonna be so good. Anyway, oh, obviously we're fanboys. We keep going on and on about Marvel. So um, I, I'm gonna be a fanboy as long as they're still good. So, <laughs> um, anything you want to mention of Marvel wise before we just uh, wrap up completely here? Nope. Just watch. Uh, bring on Loki and bring on Black Widow. I'm there. So, and I'll, I'm sure we'll come back and seeing Chi's trailer look pretty dope. Um, yeah, I th- I'm sure we'll come back and just rant about Marvel some more when those come out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're always welcome on the show. You know that. I appreciate so, being here. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we're very, very long-winded. I did not expect this to go this long. So uh, uh, I'll see you guys when I'm in Washington. That's going to be awesome. So be on the lookout for more friendly thoughts in the future. And thanks, Ryan, again for coming by and hanging out.
Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.